Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of Dragon's Greed Gaming. I am your host, Lord Borak, the Great Unclean One, and I welcome you all to another episode of Gallows Geists, episode 36. As always, please be sure to give us a follow and a like on Facebook or Spreaker. That's where you can find the episodes. Also on other places such as Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. Leave us a comment, leave us a review, let us know what you're liking about the uh, the podcast or any suggestions you have. Let us know who your favorite character is and uh, which Skaven voice is your favorite. What's going on, fellas? Welcome back, Tyler, Brian, and Matt. How's it all going? It's Another going. day in paradise. <laughs> that it is. Uh, as we return back to Nuln yet again. Uh, alas, we left. The Geists had continued their investigations into the city. And, um... Oh, man, I'm having a hard breeze. That's right. So get a boat on shore and let them release gigantic mutated obviously diseased rats um firth was following you and he managed to alert some of the guards nearby but it was filled him in on what was going on and you checked in again with uh, the apothecary dobbler and he was continuing to work on a cure a little bit with mort's help but uh firth continues to get even worse in his health, as dark gray blotches have appeared on his chest and neck. Mort, your sickness has definitely intensified, and unfortunately, La Volpe seems to have finally contracted the disease as well, as he has started coming down with quite a cough. Um, as this was all kind of transpiring, and you were discussing how to go about your next move, you were approached by a man who first recognized from seeing at uh, entering the palace of the Elector Countess a couple days before. He introduced himself as Herman Vogel, and he said that he works directly for Supreme Magistrate uh, Gorman, and that uh, he basically noticed that you guys had entered the city and seeing witch hunters start to wander around and obviously investigate something he approached you with uh, sort of an offer of an alliance uh, hoping to work together uh, on behalf of Gorman to try to get to the bottom of what's been going on in the city you guys shared a couple details uh, him to you and, and you guys to him but ultimately uh, both sides seem to be a little distrustful of one another and he kind of left with uh, just kind of open invitation like you know when you're ready to, to talk truth we can talk um, but he left kind of a sour taste in everybody's mouths no one seems to, to trust him or believe exactly what he's saying Regardless, um, the day has gone by uh, rather uneventfully other than that after you met with him. Uh, I believe he uh, came to you guys while you were eating breakfast. So, um, you know, at this point, it's maybe about midday. And other than perhaps checking in with Dobbler, I don't think there's really anything on your uh, your burner right now. So we'll, we'll start right there as the geists uh, have come together. So what would you all like to do? He interrupted us at breakfast. This is another reason not to like the guy. Seriously, that's rude. Can't he tell we're sick? 
Um, I was going to go get medicine. Or at least whatever the medicine everyone else is taking. Just to save myself a little bit. So you want to get a dose of what uh, the group's been using from Dobbler? Yes, please. Okay. And what about the rest of you? I am still at Dobbler's Apothecary, correct? Uh, I believe so. I don't believe you went back uh, for fear of leaving Dobbler alone. So I believe yeah. you stayed with him. Uh, Firth, what about you? Hey, what do I want to do? I have no idea. Um, well, I guess, I, I mean, uh, first thing I do, I mean, have I had a chance to really catch up with Kessler uh, first? And, and, and I prepare notes with uh, him about everything? Uh, yes, you guys had a, a long discussion with him uh, the day before, and you oh, have... Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. In... Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It was It was actually this day that he arrived. Um, if I'm looking at my notes correctly. Yes. Because it is currently the 17th of the month, well in Tog. Oh, yeah. Um... Well in talk. So actually, yeah, I, mean, I think I think it's more midday because I think you guys met Kessler in the morning at Oliver's during breakfast. Yeah, you guys had gotten a message uh, that he was in town, and you guys headed over to Oliver's place, uh, met with him, and then Kessler and Oliver put those cloths on their face that were covered in urine when they realized how sick you guys were. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think it was around midday. You guys, you guys went and talked to Dobbler and, and Mort, kind of caught up and saw what they were doing. And then the three of you, so everyone except Mort, headed back to the inn. Uh, and it's probably around midday, so you're probably getting lunch right about now. And that's when yeah. Vogel introduced himself. So, and and first is feeling like shoe leather right now. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? He's feeling pretty rough. Oh yeah, you are definitely the the most sick out of the group. Um, okay, I'll, I'll take, um, so, so while, uh, La Volpe's not around, I'll take Kessler's side and show him the, uh, the, uh, gray spots and ask if he knows anything about that or see if I can get a quick heal off him as well, because I'm, I'm actually not doing great. Okay. Oh, wait, maybe I am. No, I am doing good. Right, I'm, I'm healthy as I'll get right now. All right. Well, you show him the blotches, and uh, you can tell that he's obviously concerned, and his mood darkens a little bit. And uh, he says, the closest thing I could say that that looks like is the plague, but your condition would be a lot worse if it was the plague. What do, I mean, what do you do for the plague? There's got, I mean, there, is there a cure for the plague? I mean, I feel like we, I feel like there's, I he, gotta be able to do something to get better. He just kind of frowns when you ask if there's a cure for the plague. There's not a cure for the plague. Jesus. Okay. He, uh, he says a third of the empire died when the plague was at its height. Two thirds lived, right? Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, first, I'm not feeling too good about this right now. 
Uh, the only thing I could suggest is perhaps seeking out a true physician. Although Dobbler seems to know what he's talking about, and... Yeah. But what about going back to that girl? Sister, uh, what was her name? What's his name's daughter? Uh... uh, Christine, I believe, was her name. Sister Christine, I think. I have so many notes here, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I know. I'm trying uh... to go back up to him. Refugee relocation... To the village. Same punch. Oliver's engineer. Um, Cynthia. Sister Cynthia. Can we go back and find her again and see what she can if she can help me at all? He says, sure, we could do that. Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't really have any other ideas at this point. I'm, Earth is starting to feel maybe a little desperate, too. So... Um, there's a chance that that would help. He's he's for it. Well, it certainly can. I've I've seen it work wonders. Uh, so then, are the two of you going to go to the sisters and Lavolpe? Are you going to Dobblers? Is that the plan? I think that's the plan. All right. Well, Lavolpe, you um, you eventually get to Dobblers. Now, at this point. You guys are able to get through the gate in order to get into the Altstadt district. Uh, whatever Vogel did or said to the guards, uh, obviously they, they recognize you guys. And so you, you have permissions to move through the gate. But it looks like it's only that one gate where Captain Nairhouse actually worked. So that's uh, number four on the map. So you do have a way in and out, it seems, at the time. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll and head over. Yeah. Eventually, you get, more. You get, yeah, you get to Dobblers, and uh, Mort and him are hard at work. Uh, Mort obviously sounds a little worse for wear and looks a little worse, although not nearly as bad as Firth. And Dobbler is, uh, well, he he looks like he hasn't slept a lot. He definitely looks like a man who's working his his fingers to the bone. Oh, you guys do a uh, look like you've been working quite hard. Can I bring you anything? <coughs> Good morning, Lavope. <laughs> How you doing today? Yeah, well, better than you, I suppose, but uh, still not so good. I was wondering if I could start the same uh, medicine you are taking, just to perhaps curb what is happening to me. <laughs> Hasn't done a whole lot for me, but <laughs> maybe you'll have better luck. No, my, maybe it doesn't work on else. my boy? Yes, I'm afraid so. I uh, started noticing it a day or so ago. I've tried to keep my distance from uh, these two, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if more people in the city will be getting sick now after what happened. Yes, I've, we've had to turn away quite a few people as I've tried to focus on this, but uh, if we don't do something, I fear it's only going to get worse. Uh, yes, I, I've, I've got a, a dose of that, um, and he, he you know, whips something together for you and gives it to you. And, you know, I offer to pay him. I say, I don't expect it to be free. I I know you need uh, resources for your uh, what you're doing here. Well, I, I normally charge 6 to 12 silver for a, a consultation, and, and depending on the severity. So a, a couple silver wouldn't hurt. Here's four silver. Yeah, he'll take that, and he'll, he'll put that aside. 
Actually, sorry, he said six for a consultation. I'll give him. I'll give him six. Uh, well, he, he's grateful for that, and you know, makes a comment that you know, at least he can keep uh, resupplying, you know, what he needs for now. So. Yeah, I'll definitely ask if there's you know anything I can get them or bring them, even if it's just like some comfort stuff, or if he needs uh, you know, ingredients from somewhere I could go get to help. Um, all for it. Um, there's probably a list of things that he could give you to, to get so that he doesn't have to waste time going to the market. Um, you know, so he can, he can give you a list and I mean, I, I know your character can't read, but he can tell you what each of them are. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, if you can find a shopkeeper that can read, they can tell you what these are. So, you know, he says, uh, most of these are herbs and things like that. Um, so he says, you know, any sort of herbalist shop or maybe even like a garden or something like that. Um, check out the marketplace too and, you know, see what you can find. All right. That sounds good to me. I'll uh, be back as soon as I can. Yeah. It's nothing crazy. It's not like, you know, eye of newt, wing of bat or anything <laughs> like that. You know, it's more like, oh, I need some, you know, uh, whatever this plant, that plant sort of thing. Maybe some ginger roots, you know? Right. So, and, uh, he gives you, um, he gives you, you know, some money to, to pick it up. And, uh, you know, he says altogether, this shouldn't cost more than, um, you know, a handful of silver. So he gives you a gold piece to, to get what he needs. All right, great. I'll bring the change back and I'll, uh, ask Mort if he needs anything. I mean, just, I, I've tried a few things already and I've, doesn't seem to be helping so far. So I, I don't know what else I could I could take. Dobler says, um, "The Mort, perhaps, uh, perhaps you could um, get the ingredients since you can read, and Lavolpe could stay here and help with a few things. Maybe some uh, sunshine and air would help." Uh, I, I suppose. I, I, I mean, I, you haven't gotten sick yet, right? Despite being around me, you know. Maybe I won't get, be getting other sick. I don't know how this whole thing works. Well, I would definitely uh, keep your mouth covered. I mean, you know, he's he's been taking precautions. He's probably had something similar to what um, uh, Kessler and Oliver were using, although probably not as crude as they did, but something similar that he probably wears over his face and might be coated with something to, uh, you know, to, to keep the sickness at bay. Oh, but like you said, perhaps the sunshine should uh, could do me some good. I'd be uh, happy to get outside and see the sun again. All right. So, yeah, you can go do that. And then LaVolpe, he'll, you know, have you do some minor stuff like, hey, cut these up, crush these up, you know, mix these sorts of things. Just kind of manual labor. So while he's working on other stuff. Mort, the last time we worked together was in a kitchen in Grunewald Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Chopping carrots up, which I remember I did not do so well. well at least the goose came out well. <laughs> I heard the goose is good. <laughs> All right. Well, Mort, you go out to, uh, you know, a couple different markets and stores to find that. Um, so you'll be, you'll be doing that for a little while. Meanwhile, Kessler and Firth the two of you make your way back to the temple of Shalia uh, yes. at the edge of Shantytown. And it is even busier than when you were first here. 
as obviously the sickness is definitely spreading in the city and you can see there's a lot more people filling up the pews or laying on whatever open space on the floor they can find and you know when you just walk in you can just hear the the coughing of sick people and definitely a much grimmer sight thanks uh so i you know i tell kessler like maybe you want to wait outside um or are you happy coming in to this i mean he's still got his face mask on i presume oh yeah he he hasn't taken it off I think at this point, uh, our chances of being exposed are pretty much wherever we go. So he comes with you. Yeah, great. So uh, I'll just ask around until, uh, you know, see if anybody knows where Cynthia is or if, if you know, I spot her myself. Uh, yeah, eventually you would be able to track her down. She's uh, she's still here. And um, when you... Uh, when you see her, she's tending to uh, a man who appears to be unconscious, and it looks like she's just kind of keeping to herself right now. Other than that, though, you can tell that the rest, are, rest of the sisters um, seem fairly busy, and it's not... You can tell there, there seems to be something going on other than just them trying to handle this massive caseload. There's an aura... There's an aura of busyness here that you didn't notice or see the last time you were here. Hmm. So I'll approach I'll approach Cynthia. Okay. Uh and and you know just reintroduce myself and and um begin by saying, you know, I I heard uh, about your father, and I am beyond sorry. I, I knew I met him and knew him as a as a honorable man. At the, when you approach her, she's got her uh, you know her head kind of bowed over this guy, and she's finishing up her prayer, and then she you know she stands up and, and acknowledges you, and uh, she says, "Thank you for that, Hunter. I appreciate it." If you have probably observed already, the sickness has found its way to me and some of my companions here. Uh, and I, I'm just wondering how how you're faring. Oh, we're trying, but nothing seems to work. And more than the obvious reason, sorry to hear that. Um... What have, you, what have you been managing to do here? Well, we've tried more prayers, more rituals. We've had people delving in through old records and tomes to see if there's anything that can point us in the right direction or guide us. We've tried a variety of different uh, remedies and mixtures and things like that, but anything that does work only seems to be temporary or um, you know just superficial um, what 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 tones do you have 
Oh, well, we, we have uh, a library here, as most of our temples do, where we uh, have all sorts of texts and, and scrolls and writings, uh, you know, from, from all over, you know, uh, stories, academic texts, uh, things like that, um, you know, firsthand accounts of different sicknesses or supposed remedies, and, you know, even, even just a list of... Um, you know, old wives' tales remedies that uh, you'll hear about throughout the Empire, just to s try to catalog as best we can and, and see what works and doesn't work. Unfortunately, wow. there's, a, there's a lot of charlatans out there that take advantage of people in a time like this. Yeah, I, I think I know the type. Um, have you considered at all the your own uh, recovery and the... Uh given any consideration to what might have helped with that. She kind of sadly shakes her head. You've not been able to discover anything about that? No. Uh, some of my... Um, some of my... Uh, fellow sisters still think that uh, it was a blessing from Shalia herself. Perhaps it, you know, I'm I'm here to do something more, but I don't feel like that. I believe that you are as well. I'm certain of it. Uh, she just kind of sighs really heavily. Obviously, she doesn't she doesn't believe it. Um, I asked Kessler if if the books are. Might be of any use to him if he feels that that um, it's worth us having a look as well, or if uh, he'd prefer to move on. Well, I suppose it wouldn't hurt. I'd hate to intrude, sister, but we have uh, reason to believe that something foul is going on here, and this plague may not be natural. Perhaps if we had a chance to look at any records, we'd be able to, that uh, maybe we'd be able to find something that could help us in our investigation. And she considers that for a moment, and then she says, well, I would, I would have to speak with the, uh, you know, the head uh, Abinus, but um, I could see if we could perhaps do something for you. And Kessler kind of nods to that, and he says, I don't mean to, to push or intrude, uh, and I'd rather not call this uh, on official business if I don't have to, but if you could speak with somebody, we would appreciate it. And she uh, she nods to that, and she says, uh, yes, let me um, let me see what I can do. And uh, she begins to, to walk away, and looks like she ghost, you know, she's heading towards a door that leads further into the temple. I think, I think it's, you know, we'll kind of loiter, kind of near that area, in that direction. Yeah, Kessler looks around, and uh, even though you can't see his full face, you can definitely see a look of, of concern kind of creeping over his eyes. Yeah, I mentioned to him specifically that, that it was it's that it, a that it's busier than it was, and that there's something else happening here. In my opinion, hmm. there's uh, 
I don't know how to describe it, articulate it. It's an atmosphere of something I'm noticing here. Perhaps they're onto something that they haven't uh, decreed to the public yet. How do you mean? Uh, maybe they, maybe they have some potential cure or treatment that uh, they recently discovered, or perhaps they've some other development in this disease. Maybe they've learned something and they want to. Does it, does it feel it? like an, an upbeat air, or is it? Uh... I just presumed it was, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It just, um, there's, again, the best way to describe it is there seems to be a lot more commotion, and it's not just from the workload. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Okay. 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 Um, let's go. Uh, well, I guess we'll just wait for her until we can, until we can, uh, um get some get some news get some get the go ahead to go back there all right well eventually uh Cynthia returns and she has a another member of the temple with her who is clearly an older higher ranking member of this particular temple and uh, when she comes out she introduces you two to her she says, uh, this is Abaness Bertha. And, you know, she kind of nods to the two of you. What exactly can I help you gentlemen out with? Cynthia here says you'd like to take a look at some of our records. Uh, yes, ma'am. We believe that we might be able to find something uh, that complements some of the experiences we've had out in the world here recently. Um, about this and, and um, some of our investigation specifically might 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 be able to shed some light on what's happening here. Can I ask uh, briefly how are how are your own investigations going? Well, uh, tiresome as ever. We've been working around the clock to find out what we can about this new disease. And as she says that, she uh, she kind of dismisses Cynthia, and she turns and opens the door and motions for you two to follow her. Oh, we absolutely will. And she starts to lead you through the temple, uh, eventually towards uh, a room where uh, there's some records for you guys to read. And she takes uh, what looks like rosary beads off of her uh, like belt. They're like hanging from her belt, tucked in a pocket or something. When she pulls it out, it's attached to a big old iron key, which she uses to open the door. And then the three of you step inside. And, and you know, as she's walking you guys towards there, she continues to kind of elaborate on, on what she's saying. You know, two Templars at our doorstep, that's uh, not a common occurrence. What exactly is it? To, what exactly is it that you're investigating here, and uh, what does it have to do with this disease? We uh, we're not sure that this disease is um, completely natural. We have we are investigating the possibility that it has been inflicted upon the city by dark agents. Um, to your surprise, that doesn't really seem to take her aback as much as you may expect it to 
and then she replies, Hmm. We were beginning to suspect something of that nature ourselves. Ask why. I'm uh, well, surprised by your lack of surprise, if I, if I may say so. Well, not many people realize it, but one of the things that our order is tasked with is combating the forces of the great enemy, in particular, those of the Fly Lord. And, that uh, give me a, just give me a lore at minus, uh, or an intelligence at minus 10. Uh, I'm on the wrong page. Intelligence. Is that I or INT? INT. Annoying that they do that. Oh, so close. So close. So you do recall Kessler maybe briefly mentioning a little bit about the, the ruinous powers, but you don't recall much else. And then she kind of goes on, uh, obviously, you know, realizes that maybe you don't realize exactly what she's getting to. And she says, uh, the Fly Lord is one of the four gods of chaos. His followers and his methods revolve around disease and plague and sickness and spreading it to his enemies See. while our order focuses on healing in all aspects the mind the body and the soul it's not just sicknesses that we cure it's um, sicknesses of the soul and sometimes of the mind and where the ruinous powers are concerned, well, that is one of our oaths and one of our tenets. I'm, uh, I'm beginning to feel like we've come to the right place. Um, and I'm grateful for your contributions, obviously. Well, Lady Shalia have it no less. But you're free to peruse our records if it helps you in your investigation. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps we can help each other. Yeah. Have you have you made any advances in identifying or treating the the uh, at all in, in your in your research or efforts? Not anything really worth reporting. Anything that we have come across seems to be. Uh, temporary at best, um, or maybe stall something until it inevitably gets worse, Pro provide a little bit of uh, pain relief and things like that, but nothing nothing that uh, seems to be substantial. But if, um, if what we believe to be is indeed true, then it will take more than just bandages and clean water and a few... Um, herbal remedies to root out this sickness. Yeah, I understand. Well, these I'm... these things take time, so we're trying to, you know, if if that is indeed the route that we will take, then we um, will have much to prepare for. Oh, I'm sincerely hoping that uh, we can help on that front, certainly. 
She uh she seems to agree and you know she lets you guys you know at this point Kessler he's listening but he started to look through already, some of the books. He's already in the books, yeah. Yeah, it looks like you know he's obviously looking to see if there's anything in particular that you know he should start with. And you know, if if you have any other questions, she'll gladly answer them. No, I don't I don't. I just exchange niceties, really. Okay. Uh well she she leaves you two there. Um she uh you know she says when you come and get her or one of the other sisters when you're ready to leave, you know, don't leave the room uh, empty and unlocked. And the two of you can kind of start doing a little bit of research if you'd like. So we shall. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and give me a... Hmm. I guess just... Oh, well, there is a research skill, but I'm sure you don't have that because it's advanced. So just give me an intelligence check, please. Oh! <laughs> Clean 100. Wow. I'm going to re-roll that. Firth just starts burning the books down. Like, forget it. <laughs> I knock the book <laughs> handles over. Ah, <laughs> uh, 74. Ew. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you're still a little new to this whole reading thing, Firth, so a lot of this is beyond you. There's a lot of yeah. words that you're having a hard time. Um, big words. Yeah. But, you know, Kessler can put you on some of the, the lighter reading, like maybe like a scroll or a list, you know, rather than like a full book to, to look through. But you're going to give me a picture book. Like Here, Mort, this one has pictures. <laughs> yeah. Patronizing <laughs> bastard. Okay. Now, the, there are, uh, especially a lot of the medical books that you see in here, where it's like actual descriptions of medical procedures or surgeries and things like that a lot of them do have a lot more pictures and images than you're they're used to seeing in, in books um, especially anything that talks about like dissections or autopsies you know there's you know fairly well drawn diagrams you know that show like you know here's here's the torso cut open with the skin pulled back and like identifying you know here's the lungs or the heart or you know whatever it is that it's showing um so there is a lot of that that you can at least look at and um you know to you is probably totally fascinating and just completely like otherworldly because you've never really seen something like that you know other than yeah, you know bees back on the docks yeah. Yeah, yeah so that is one thing that you notice but yeah you and kessler have plenty here to uh to look over if you guys right. want yeah definitely so. want definitely want to look i'm gonna read themselves all right, so Mort, you make your way down to the marketplace, and as you're going throughout the city, there's a couple different places that you can stop. And on your way back to the apothecary, after you've gathered most of the uh, ingredients and things that he has on this list, you see a um, you hear a loud, a loud commotion coming from uh, up ahead. And you see that there's kind of like a little town square type area where a couple streets all converge together. Mm -hmm. And it looks like there was uh, somebody there that was like up on a bench or like a fountain or something and like either like preaching or like shouting to the masses, you know, maybe some sort of zealot or an agitator or something. And you, you can hear them shouting. And as they are, you can see that there is a group of... Uh, men that are mostly in black that begin to basically try to get this guy to shut up. And, you know, they, th 
they kind of have the look of soldiers to you, but not like anything that you've seen since you've been here in the city. And you can see that there's a couple other people that obviously are either working with this guy or seem to really be buying into whatever he's shouting and preaching. And, you know, it quickly become not a fight, but you can see that these guards or soldiers uh, begin to like either arrest or otherwise remove these people uh, rather forcibly as, uh, as some of them are not going quietly or like kind of refusing to, uh, to cooperate. You know, it's not like an outright, like, you know, uh, fight or like a beating or anything like that, but you can tell these guys aren't like in the mood for games and they're not messing around. You know, you do see some shoves and, uh, you know, getting people getting like poked in the chest with like a cudgel or, you know, like a police baton sort of thing. Was I able to hear what, what the guy was preaching about? Go ahead and give me a perception test if you'd like. Okay. Ooh, boy. Ooh. Wow, we have we have four rolls and two of them in the red already. Wow, 98. Nice. Okay. No, you you couldn't hear what he was saying. Uh, <clears throat> I'll approach uh, one of the, the, the cloaked figures. He was probably, you know, currently dealing with one of the, uh, the, the probably arresting one right now. I'll just ask him. Yeah, there's, out. there's a group of, uh, there's four of them. Okay. Uh, I'll say, uh, what was this man's crime? He was just, uh, preaching the good word. Uh, the guy turns to you and he says, he's disturbing the peace. Countess's orders. Got enough problems in the city as it is. What are her orders exactly? To keep the peace. Hmm. And your idea of keeping the peace is arresting innocents? He then turns his full attention to you and he says, I would watch your tongue, elf, before I arrest you as well. This does not concern you. Now back off. Huh. And then he just like turns away from you and starts kind of, you know, pushing one of these guys, you know, in the direction that they're they're leading these guys. Uh, I'll kind of keep an eye on him. Uh, I'm not going to press the issue further with him. I, I want to see, you know, what the guards do with these with these uh, citizens. It looks like they're escorting them away somewhere. Do you follow them? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to, like, keep my distance and I'll follow them. All right. Uh, do you want to do a stealth test? Do you want to try to be yeah, sneaky? Yeah, I'll try to be sneaky. You know, okay. I, I, I have very little confidence in this. Oh, a critical failure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, so in, in your attempt to, uh, to follow these guys, like, you all of a sudden have a terrible bout of coughing, uh, to the point where, like, one of these guards... And, like, several people around you all, like, see you. And pretty soon there's, like, an open space in the street as everybody, like, gets away from you. And the uh, the, the guard walks over and uh, he, uh, he says, I thought I told you to scram. And he's like, you don't sound too well, buddy. What's going on there? You wanted to play carriers, too? Surely you've heard of the disease that's spreading throughout the city. Yeah, then what are you doing out and about? 
collecting supplies to help fight against it. Uh, give me a charm at plus 20. Oh my god. <laughs> 98, 88, 89, 100. Oh, Mort's going to the pokey. Firth, what'd you do to me? <laughs> this is what it's like. I sneezed right on you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize this disease you gave you also affected dice rolls. <laughs> so he, uh, he looks at the stuff that you're carrying and, you know, he kind of, like, uses his baton, and he kind of, you know, like, maybe he's got, like, a blanket or part of your cloak over it. He, like, uses that to, to throw it open so he can see what you've got, and he kind of roughly looks at it. And, uh, obviously, he doesn't, he's hoping to find something else, but your story seems to check out. And he says, uh... He's not slipping in some other herbs into the bag and be like, no, oh, look no, at no, what no, you no. got! No, this, is, <laughs> yeah, he, this guy's got four people he's got to arrest right now. He didn't need time <laughs> for another one. You don't yeah. got time to plant evidence. Um, not mine, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, he just kind of takes a look at it and he says, uh, get yourself inside. You don't want to be out like this. And he, you know, kind of waves you off and he goes to join his, uh, his patrol. And to that, I agree. And uh, I guess Mort will go back to the apothecary, kind of with his uh, tail between his legs, so to speak. Okay. Bravely ran away. <laughs> well, you uh, you get back to Dobler's uh, place, and him and LaVolpe are uh, hard at work. I'll uh, put the supplies down on the table. Be like, everything you asked for. Uh, any luck so far today? Good, good, good. He starts to take a look through things. Um, and he says, uh, well, not, not really anything so far. Um, I think today, you know, we've, we focused on the things you brought and we focused on trying to, uh, maybe figure out some of the, the, the causes here. Um, you know, we determined some of that water was from the river and my my hypothesis is that maybe maybe that's where some of the original um oh, what's the term uh it, I, I think some of the original sicknesses perhaps started with tainted water perhaps uh people people drinking from it or maybe a supplier to here or there um but it's you know it started off slowly, as most plagues do, and, uh, you know, it, it seems that just its, uh, its contagion factor is more than enough to do the rest of the work. I mean, it's been, what, a week? Maybe two? Since the Countess first closed down the gates, and here we are. You know, it seems like it's only getting worse. Perhaps... Perhaps an expedition could be in order to go maybe under the city to try to find more of that antidote the uh, the, the rat creatures were spreading around. Must have a supply of it somewhere. Oh, but where would you even begin to look? It's down? like a whole other city down there with all the tunnels and the sewers. Well, there are some individuals out in the city who, you know, who know the Undercity better than others. Maybe you could find someone who knows their way around down there. Who knows? But right now, we're just kind of 
throwing darts at the dartboard trying to find a solution while more and more people are getting sick. There surely must be something else we can do. Well, no, we know you stopped one of their contraptions down there. Yes, that, that bubbling cauldron. You know, I'm sure there's more just like it. And where there's a cauldron where they're making the disease, perhaps they're also working on you know, that remedy or the antidote, the, that sample we got earlier. Surely there must be more of it. It's curious, though, why go to the trouble of making this disease and infecting the city and then having an antidote? I do not think the Ratman need the antidote. It probably does not affect them as it affects us. Well, you know, very possible if it's if it's uh, home brewed, so to speak. I mean, if uh, uh, in my experience, I've I've heard and read, you know, not just um, doctorly types dabbling in this, but also sorcerers and things like that. And if there's any sort of um, magical entity to this, then I suppose it's possible they could tailor it to only affect humans instead of their own kind. Well, some of the ratmen we saw down there were also looked diseased as well. They had all sorts of uh, growth and pustulus um, upon themselves. I've, I've heard there are many different types of ratmen. Perhaps um, Perhaps they're similar to uh, some of the worshippers of the Great Enemy. Hmm. So, you believe that they that they choose to be diseased? Uh, well, that I've often heard the Ratmen referred to as the Children of Chaos. And uh, well, what else could they be if if nothing else but uh, chaos creatures and there are certainly worshippers of the dark gods that dedicate themselves to plague and pestilence hmm. or perhaps it's just the skaven that they have working on the disease and they're as uh, as sick as the rest of us are well what we do know is that that sample that we were given, you know, the Skaven were using it to manipulate, you know, in individuals within the uh, the Alstad district. Perhaps there are others as well who have been getting samples of this antidote, and perhaps they're the Ratman are manipulating them as well too. I doubt the uh, Captain Newholm was that the guy's name Newstead or something. Newholm. Nairhouse, sorry. Uh, I find it unlikely Captain Nairhouse was the only one the Ratmen were, were targeting for manipulation. Well, I suppose that's true, but um, again, how to even discover something like that? I mean, if, <clears throat> if anyone, it'd be the nobles who would be getting it, but I can't get to go knocking door to door asking nobles, hey, are you getting mysterious treatment from Ratmen? No, I suppose that wouldn't work. You know, we never asked him what he thinks of uh, Gorman's guy. Um, the guy that approached us. If he knows him or knows about him. or. Oh, let's see. He says, oh, Herman Vogel. You met him. Uh, yes, uh, he... 
I can't say any of us trust him exactly because, unfortunately, uh, he might be one of our suspects as well as his boss. Well, um, Vogel is uh, is Gorman's right hand. Uh, he's kind of the the I guess the proper term would be the sergeant of the secret police, whereas Gorman is like the captain or the head. Uh, Vogel is his right hand. You know, Gorman can't be out usually, you know, running amongst the city and actually seeing to things like that. So Vogel takes care of you know the day-to-day operations. Mm-hmm. Although, this it's it's kept under wraps. A lot of people don't realize or even know what uh, um, what Gorman is. You know that he's in charge of that, or that some people don't even realize there is a secret police force that uh, the Countess has. But there's enough rumors that I think most people suspect something. That's interesting. Do you think he is trustworthy? Um, well, I mean, I haven't met the man in person myself, but, um, I mean, much like Gorman, uh, they they do have a, a reputation for rooting out mutants and undesirables that, you know, make their presence in the sewers, and, um, I mean, it's, it's well known and well documented that Gorman has quite the track record from rooting out the, uh, the forces of the enemy. That's what confuses us, so... Unless he is some sort of double agent, she very much could well be. Uh, we have reason to believe he is in league with these monsters. He says, really? You, you think the Supreme Magistrate is involved with all this? Unfortunately, friend, in our business, we have to suspect everyone. And a lot of times we are proven uh, more wrong than right. Especially when it comes to power and people who wield it. That's a troubling thought. I don't want to burden you with all this information, unfortunately. But uh, it must be said. I would be wary if uh, he comes to visit the shop. Well, duly noted. So the um, uh, you get the supplies that he needs, and Mort again. If you need another dose of the medicine, so you can do the reroll, uh, you can get that as well. I mean, at this point, you guys can probably each get that, um, you know, as you need it. So uh, you'll assume that the three of you each have one of those. Okay. Now, um, other than that. Your research continues. It seems he's relying heavily on a lot of the notes that you got from the uh, the other apothecary. And, um, you know, he starts to experiment a little bit more with the, what you're assuming is the antidote or, you know, the, well, I guess not assuming, but the antidote that you know Nairhouse had been taking samples from. And he's trying to deduce exactly what that is and you know what it's comprised of so he can try to replicate it and he does start to make some progress in he believes successfully identifying you know some of the ingredients that are needed uh for it and so you start to mess around and and test some of those and see 
you know, why they may help or what they may, you know, be doing or, or how they work. And a lot of it goes over your, your heads, especially you, LaVolpe. Uh, it, it's hard to follow a lot of this kind of, you know, doctorate type talk. You follow some of it, but a lot of it, you're just like, uh, yeah, it, it looks like blue water to me. I don't get you, you know. Um, but it, it does seem like he makes a little bit of progress with identifying some of the things in the uh, in the antidote, perhaps. Firth and Kessler, the two of you, spend... How much day do you want to spend doing this? Do you want to stay there for a while or a couple hours? Most yeah, of the we day? don't really have anywhere else to be right now, do we? I mean, might as well kind of push through for a little while until we're supposed to meet up. And push through to, like, at least dinner time, right? All right. So you guys spend, you know, the rest of the afternoon... Uh, researching and things like that. Why don't you give me another two intelligence tests to represent any research that the two of you are attempting here? Close. Still so close, but no. Hitting so five. I mean, that's going to be tough for me. Yeah. So you, the two of you, you know, you, you find a lot of things that are interesting and uh, I mean you learn a lot of things that your character just never even expected but you guys really don't find anything that is any sort of smoking gun or connection or anything like that and there's a lot in here about some of the Shalian rituals which since you're not a very priestly character you don't really follow a lot of that to you it just looks like like the steps of a ritual you don't really understand what it's supposed to do or how it's supposed to work um, so you guys do a, a lot of research here, but ultimately you don't really come away with anything all that helpful. All right. Well, I mean, I was satisfied that we tried, so like, you know, when it's, when it's obvious that we've exhausted our options here, we'll pack it up and head back to the end. I mean, there's enough here where you guys could probably be reading for days on end. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. But as you kind of peruse some of what you think might be more important things or get through a couple, you know, chapters or at least table of contents on some of these, um, nothing that really seems to, to point you in the right direction. Um, this business about the different energy, I, I don't understand. I, I kind of don't know what to do with that exactly, but... Nothing, maybe. If you'd like to give me an intuition test. No intuition. Oh ho! Success on a. I need a seventeen. Wow. That All might right. be my. That might be my greatest role ever. Just out there. Give enough time, even monkeys can write Shakespeare. <laughs> some of that witch hunter learning is finally sticking to you yeah it was that anatomy book i just looked around i was like inspired so as you've been you know sitting here reading you have seen a couple sisters you know go back and forth through the hallway uh, most of them appear to be in a rush uh, as they're moving about and it it starts to click in your head when you were speaking with uh the the abanus that she had said something along the lines of, you know, we, we, you know, we, we suspect that it might be 
the Great Enemy, the Fly Lord, and if it is, um, you know, we've got a lot to prepare for, and it's more than just, you know, bandages and things like that, and it, there's a lot to prepare for. So what you're kind of piecing together here using your detective skills is that if they do indeed think that this is like supernatural or uh, a, a concoction of, you know, Nurgle, that's the fly lord that they keep referring to, uh, that maybe all this uh, rushing about is preparation for how they want to try to combat it. That's kind of the feeling you get as you've observed and you've heard a couple people talking and it, you know, to you, it seems like people are moving about with purpose like they've really got something to try to do and get ready for. Um, okay. I, I do ask on our, so we, you know, like we are meant to kind of notify someone we're moving out or that we're clearing out. Um, I do ask if there's a way in which we could help if there's something specifically they need for their preparations um, that we could assist with. I mean, you probably could speak with the Ebonus one more time before you guys leave. And she says, well, I, um, I don't know exactly uh, what two Templars would be able to, uh, to offer us here. Um... I do appreciate the sediment, though, but nothing really springs to mind. Well, uh, you know, we'll be at your service if you do need us. Please don't hesitate to call. And we'll, we will, uh, you know, we're grateful for your help here, and we'll do our bit to return the favor as best as we're able. Uh, she nods to that, and she says, well, we all, we're all here to serve, uh, serve Sigmar's people. And we just do it in different ways, so... Um, the feeling is mutual, Hunters. If you need something, please do not hesitate to come back. Um, if it is indeed the great enemy that we are dealing with, I suspect that, uh, your jobs will be in, um, in high demand soon. Your skill sets, I should say. I, I believe they will be. Kessler just, you know, nods to her. Thank you, sister, for your time. And your resources. Of course, come back anytime. Good luck with your investigation. So, eventually, as the sun begins to set on another day here in Nolm, I assume everybody probably meets back up. I would assume at Dobblers, uh, unless there's somewhere else you guys would like to meet up. I'm there anyway. Yeah, Dobblers right. works for me. Well, Kessler and Mort would probably—I'm sorry—Kessler and Firth would probably return to to Dobblers to let you know what they had been up to for most of the day. So the five of you are there, as uh, um, you know, Dobbler is cleaning up a few things and looks like he's just kind of reading through some notes. And the you know the experiments for the day are kind of winding to a close as he's kind of more going into a like research mode. I assume you know, you eventually get uh, some dinner of some sort. You know, maybe he'll throw something together. Or one of you can probably throw something together in his uh, in his kitchen while he's you know doing his work. So we can cough into the food and make us all sick. Not pretty much, yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> yeah, first we'll first we'll uh, grab like a book and and you know he's got the thing about books now, so he's gonna kind of right. look and 
We'll say we'll say maybe Kessler starts uh, putting some food together for you guys while Dobbler's doing his research, and the three of you guys are maybe sitting down and feeling like hell. <laughs> Firth, is there anything particular you're trying to find to read? This guy does have a you know decent sized personal collection. I think anything that kind of reminds him of what he was looking at at the uh, the sisters uh, at the at the library there. Yeah, you find one book that, um, you know, it seems to have a bit more pictures than some of the others, which, of course, your character's uh, okay with. And it looks like uh, another one that is one of those more medical texts. And you start reading through it, and you realize that it's a book that is showing various, uh, more or less like autopsies or internal organs of various types of animals and creatures. And at first it starts off pretty normal, like, you know, deer, boar, cow, that sort of thing. Uh, but to your surprise, it starts to get into uh, a couple more, um, I don't want to say magical, but not like natural creatures, quote unquote. Uh, so you eventually find yourself looking at a diagram of uh, the stomach and like lungs of an ogre. And you start reading about how uh, an ogre's stomach works, and the di <laughs> the di the diagram, you know. So the, the one diagram is like you know the the cross section and the you know the, the actual cut up you know drawing of the body itself, you know the chest cavity. But on the other page is all these pictures of various items, and what you're reading is explaining that all these items that are drawn here are things that this person claims to have found when dissecting this ogre in the stomach. And, like, there's, like, a picture of a full, like, horse skeleton on one of the pages. It's like a shark. It, it is. It's like in the first Jaws when they cut open the shark and they pull out all that stuff and there's, like, a license plate, you know? And, and Brody's like, did he eat a car? And he's like, nah, he probably, like, you know, found that on the ocean floor or something. Like, it's like that. There's, like, <laughs> random shit. You're like, why would this be in a month, you know, this creature's stomach? Um, Love all pain, say, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> going to need a bigger boat hook. Oh. hey -oh. oh, God. But other than that, you guys have a chance to discuss amongst yourselves if you'd like. <sighs> Do we have a next move? Uh, don't die. Noted. That one's always good. Good plan. All right. That's number two on our list. <laughs> so didn't find anything by the sisters, huh? Nothing. I guess uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised, but on the other hand, maybe not. I don't think the town has seen something like this, at least in these people's lifetimes. Yeah. They, I will say this: they are they are motivated. They are moving. They're preparing for something. They understand that uh, the threat is not a normal plague. I, I believe they do. Yeah. Well, I suppose I could go back to see if there is another note uh, from our furry friends. Let's uh, see what the next step is. Yeah, they're summoning you again. Uh, well, I'm sure there will be something. The other lead we have is that uh, the ball 
could find a way into there. Maybe uh, we can do some more spying there on Gorman. That's still a ways away, isn't it? The ball? It's next week, I believe. Okay. Uh, Lavope, uh, if your your new friends do contact you again, be sure you let them know that you have come down with the sickness. Perhaps they'll be giving you some of this antidote as well. And maybe they can point you in the direction of where you can find more of it. Mm, that is a good idea. I have a feeling they're just going to use it to coerce me, though, as they did. Well, even so, if they're discussing it, get any information you can out of them. If- you know, maybe a lead or, or anything. Or right. we know down beneath the city there has to be something. We just have to know where to look. I imagine that that is where they are all working out of to some degree. How separated they are, though, I can't really tell. Y- y- your direct contact to the Ratman could could be the lead that we need to find where they're either hiding or holding or making this disease. That is true. That's why I've tried to keep up this ruse for so long. We, uh, if we go back down there, I definitely want to have some more of those bombs at our, at the ready. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I don't think any of us are in any real condition in case we actually encounter them. You know, should, should a fight break out, we're in no shape to fight back. <clears throat> we really aren't. And all of our coughing would give us away. That's also true. We're in terrible states. Yes. Soon there will not be uh, sneaking around for me either. My cough is getting worse. Sorry, little Volpe. Yeah, it was a matter of time. So what do we do? I mean, I, I'm fairly confident there must be other individuals in the city who are receiving this this antidote as well, but... Yeah, that... Uh, sorry. At this point, Kessler uh, has thrown some food together, and he starts to bring it around the table to you guys, and you know he sits down at the far end of the table, as you guys are discussing. Well, I do think... Uh, I know we don't have a lot of it, but... Uh... It seems the doctor is making some uh, some breakthroughs. He, he needs a little bit more time, I think. So, what's the name of the guy who um, was the the who's offered us like a a, t- a team up? Herman oh. Vogel. Herman. Okay, thank you. Vogel. I'll put it in chat for you. Is there is there a group or class of people that are doing better than anyone else like uh, is there a way that we could find out like I mean to me so like following your lead right like if the nobles are none of the nobles are sick then something's going on well but that is also probably for practical reasons they're not mixing with the commoners yes yeah you don't know the answer to that for sure Firth um, without doing some research, or maybe maybe someone like Vogel could answer that, since he seems to be involved with those types. But um, all you know is that the Aldstadt district was um, closed, I mean, is still closed down. Uh, that being said, I mean, as, a, as an example, 
I mean, the three of you are in the Aldstadt district right now, and who knows if you've actually uh, inadvertently infected anybody. You know, so you have no idea how many or if anyone else here in this district is indeed sick or not, or if the plague has made its way in. Yeah, Mort got that like... cop sick. <laughs> Maybe. You know that. <laughs> yeah, he might have had it coming. Secret police. Okay. What do you guys think of Vogel? I don't know if we can trust him. I definitely don't trust him. Well, if he is actually working with a Ratman, then I think it's safe to assume that he might have a sample of the antidote on him. So if we can somehow find a way or see if he has anything that on his character, it'd be a dead giveaway who he's working with. It is true. It, it, it also could be he is not high enough to know what's actually going on. Um, it is also a, another possibility that has crossed my mind. Fortunately, we don't have too much evidence on either. Yeah, he he seemed he struck me. I mean, he he knew about us before. We really I think if sure. I can arrange a meeting with uh, Gorman or maybe spy on him at the ball, I might be able to tell his voice if it was the person that was down in the tunnels that first day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. That's not a bad idea, Lavolpe, but. That's quite a ways away from now. Well, could we arrange a meeting with him sooner? Before the ball? And just talk with him? Yeah, Vol'jin would let us, I'm sure. Perhaps you could arrange something with Vogel? Yeah. Okay. That's something. It's a start, yeah, for sure. It's as close to a lead as we've got, so I think we should pursue it for sure. And you guys uh, continue, you know, your dinner, finish up the food at this point. Uh, at one point, Mort, you notice that uh, Dobbler has actually like fallen asleep, like writing in his book on like his desk in the other room. What a slacker, sleeping on the job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not going to tuck him in. <laughs> No, I'll pick up his pen and start writing my own notes over his. <laughs> Duh, disease is bad. <laughs> so eventually I take it that uh, you guys retire for the evening. Do Does everyone other than Mort go back to the inn? I go back to the inn and I'll do kind of the same thing we've been doing. I'll go first and make sure I'm uh, not seen with them. Kessler says that he's going to stay with Oliver um, just so you guys aren't totally uh, all cooped up together and also uh, just in case you know he wants to make sure Oliver uh, has someone watching his back too when he can. Yeah. That's a very good I'll, idea. I'll go, I'll go with a Volpe then. Just so that we're uh, covering all the bases the same way. Sure. Well... You guys return to your room. Uh, again, if you want to get uh, private room is 10 silver, common room 10 brass. 
La Volpe, when you get into your room, uh, perhaps not to your shock at all, there is a note on your door on the inside again. Ah, uh, of course. I will read it. Uh, all it says is same place tomorrow night. Uh, it's like their uh, never-ending nightmare with these uh, these rats. I'll uh, I'll make sure I kind of tell Firth in the morning at some point. Okay. Well, you all go to sleep. If anybody's missing wounds, you can make your endurance test to heal. Otherwise, in the morning, I will need. Can I ask real quick, just as a as a. Yeah. So my my wound threshold is actually dropped now because I'm so debilitated. So mm -hmm. I had ten wounds, then I took like another round of whatever, and it's dropped. My maximum's dropped. Do my mm -hmm. my do my ten wounds drop as well to eight, or do, do they stay at ten? They stay at ten. Okay, uh, and, then, and the, but then if they drop, then they don't bounce back up to ten. They'll bounce to whatever I'm capable of at the time, type of thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're at quote unquote full health, but it's above what your current maximum is. Yeah, actually, I wasn't even at full health, but my maximum's dropped so far now. It's actually below where I was. So I have, I have ten current health, but my maximum is now eight. Ah, uh, I see. So, so does that drag down my current as well? Well, I had, um, I think we had mentioned this a little bit uh, last week. We had talked about it, um, but upon doing some further research, uh, whatever your maximum is due to the uh, penalties from the disease is what your current maximum is. So if, if the current disease, if the current maximum from the disease is 10, and let's say you were at 12 health, you are now at 10 wounds. Okay, so I, I dropped two. Okay, cool. Alright. Let's ignore that one off. So the next day, I will need everyone to make an endurance test. Um, actually, no, LaVolpe, you do not. However, Mort and Firth... Uh, go ahead and give me another endurance test, please. Earth passes one. 24. Holy shit. I fail. I used the potion reroll. I fail again. I have yet to pass these things. And yeah. Lavope, you're, you're good at I mean, your cough gets worse the next day. Uh, Mort, you suffer another negative five to all your characteristics. Ah, jeez. Because, you know, I was doing so well passing the fourth and negative ten. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. So what are you at now? Negative ten or fifteen? I'm at fifteen. Yeah, I'm same. gonna die. We're both gonna die. We're gonna die to a disease. Pathetic. Perfect. Earth holds it off, though. 
They're holding past that negative 15. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, first, when you wake up, the um, there are more blotches on your chest and on your neck. Uh, they haven't gotten darker, but there's more of them. And you just continue to feel even worse than the day before, if that's possible. Mm. Lavolpe, your cough is far, far worse. And um, you can start to feel some of the other symptoms kind of starting to kick in. And you feel like it's only a matter of time before uh, it starts to really affect you. And uh, Mort, you just feel weaker in the morning than you did the day before. And you can tell that uh, you're definitely in the the depths of it at this point. Yay. <laughs> Dude, how cool would it be if you guys all just died in your sleep? That just died from the plague? Yeah. <laughs> Big ribs. Game's, game's over. And... That's when we had a campaign. Everyone dies in their sleep. All right, GG. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Be like, yeah, and you're dumped in a ditch outside the town wall. <laughs> yep, yep, mass grave. Here we go. Mm -hmm. So, you all wake the next day, all feeling much worse, but you are still alive. We did wake up. It's true. So, what do you all do? Well, Mort, I assume you obviously keep helping uh, Dobbler. Um, Lavolpe, do you. Uh, just tell Firth straight away, and then go meet up with the others? What do you guys want to do? Yeah, I'll probably um, come down at some point, have breakfast, and you know, kind of mention it to him. That uh, looks like I'll be going on another nightly errand. And, uh, is, it, is, so, is, is the place, is that the, the blind pig or whatever it is? Yes. The bling pig. <laughs> the bling, bling pig. That's where all the cool uh, dudes go. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I wonder if, you know, so we've, we've kind of established it's probably pretty bad form or at least not like going to help if I were to follow you down, but what if I was down there like ahead of time in some way, I guess we still wouldn't know where we're going exactly. Would we No. uh, think, thinking aloud there and that was kind of fruitless. Yeah. But you I have mean, the you right do, idea. You do know. Yeah, you do know the normal meeting place uh, that he's at least been meeting with them, so you could potentially get to that spot before he's supposed to meet with them. Whether or not that's where they're going to stay, or if it's yeah. you know going to be something more, you're not sure. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Right? And just be able to see if I can... That's what I was going to suggest that you do. And, um, you know, maybe you can do something to foil the plans. Just uh, don't stab me. Remember, I'm still uh, with the good guys. I'd uh, to remember that, yeah. If uh, something happens uh, like it did last time, I will try and sneak away as I did or try to find uh, a way to escape. So I just have to deal with the Skaven. But uh, again, we may not be going somewhere in the city, for all I know. Yeah, uh, we can we we can arrange like if if it comes to it that you and I can clash, then maybe you can uh, you know hit me in the head or something, and I'll collapse. Like we'll prearrange kind of WWE style. <laughs> oh, 
That is a grand idea. I always yeah. loved wrestling. You can come off the third rope and I'll... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Firth with a chair! <laughs> <laughs> He's got the steel chair! Oh my god! Stomping a mud hole in him. <laughs> oh, oh, but you stuff. know what I mean? Like Maybe like a parry thrust and then you strike me in the head and I'll collapse. I think that is a very good idea, Firth. Maybe after all this, uh, if the witch hunter stuff doesn't turn out, with all the acting we do, we can uh, join the circus. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're in the circus. We become traveling thespians, right? Yeah. Acting. Acting. You've made worms meet of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all have your respective breakfasts. Uh, wherever you are, and uh, Lavolpe and Firth, what are you going to do, or where are you going to go? Lavolpe, do we have any lead that we haven't cracked? Like, do we? Is there anything that we're overlooking? Hmm. Well, you talk to the sisters. We followed the uh, medicine trail as far as we can. It seems. Uh, the last thing is, as we talked about yesterday, if we want to try and see if uh, Gorman will meet us, but uh, that's also something that we have to be prepared to go into uh, so we do not get caught in a lie or also do not uh, share too much information. Perhaps that may be best to wait until after tonight's activities to pursue usually give a day off in between. Tonight I will try and see if I can get some antidote for myself from them. Although I uh, I don't know how that will... I don't know if they will give that to me. Seems like they might use that against me. I mean, I would definitely try and point out all the good you've done for them and say that you want to continue to do good for them you just need a little help because you've been yeah you've, you've been caught up in there whatever it is that's the one that is true they, they do need to keep me healthy so what's it gonna be I don't know Lavolpe uh, I, I can't think of anything else to do but kind of wait for tonight probably check in with uh Mort, see if they've uh, see what they've been up to, and then wait for the night. Uh, I mean, I don't think we... trying to meet. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm not far away. I was just gonna say, I don't think uh, Lavolpe doesn't think trying to meet with Gorman uh, right away tonight is gonna is gonna pan out. Um, but uh, you know, we could put that thought inside his head because it might take him some time to arrange a meeting. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll go uh, convalesce, if you will, up in that garden at uh, where I saw him initially, and uh, just not you know if if I see him, we'll chat. If not, no worries. Uh, just kind of soak up what's going on up there, see if I can observe, you know, see if see if I can observe anything like you know if people are being sick or not sick or like uh, you know just the comings and goings. Now that I have a better read on the situation. Okay, well, uh, to to make things simple here, eventually we're going to assume that all of you meet together 
at Dobbler's again, including Kessler. Yeah. And he doesn't really have anything to report. You know, nothing really happened. He said, uh, you know, Oliver spends most of his day working uh, either at or on the Magnus overseeing. And you know, obviously he's a higher ranking engineer, just making sure that everything is still moving along as is. And, you know, so far, Oliver doesn't have anything out of the ordinary to report. Everything seems to be on schedule. Um, one thing that Kessler does tell you that Oliver brought up, there were supposed to be a whole lot of festivities around the weekend that the canon is to be unveiled. You know, you have the ball the night before the unveiling on the last day of the week, but all that weekend, basically the, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the week, and even during the week itself, there's supposed to be some... Uh, festivities, you know, they're supposed to be like a, um, I don't want to say like a wrestling match, but like a, like a, a fight yeah. type, you know, type thing. Um, basically, I guess for like a better term, like a fair, like a circus. I guess more like a fair, you know, with just different things going on that'll be happening. Uh, but it seems like a lot of those are uh, planned to be canceled at this point. And there seems to be a lot of buzz around that as a lot of people that have come here to for those sorts of things are starting to air their grievances because that's how they make some of their money and for people who travel like that you know whether it's like a circus performer or a wrestler or you know something of that you know some sort of entertainer you know they have to spend money just to get here and now they don't even get to perform and they're not going to make any of that money so there seems to be a lot of uh anger starting to build up because of that well, so real, Chris. <laughs> Firth, maybe we can put on a wrestling act. Yeah, we can be those. We can be those guys. So this is uh, because of the plague, though, that this is being canceled. That is the current rumors. Uh, Oliver says that you know he doesn't have any specifics, but he's heard from some of the higher ups that that may be start to be comp contemplated by the Elector Countess and, and the council. Well, the Volpe has just recently been in a quarantine uh, all of last year, in fact, so. <laughs> he knows how these things go. He imagines they will be canceled. Yeah, I agree. Ah, okay. So do you discuss your suggestion about meeting with the Skaven to Kessler and Mort? Yeah, I will definitely tell them, you know, that I, I got further correspondence and, uh, you know, here's what our, our tentative plan is and if they have anything to add or a better idea. So you want to approach it like you guys said last time, just the, the two of you? and Or how do you want to go about this? Well... I don't want to overtire you, but uh, I'm sure Firth could have used some help last time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help, but, <coughs> you know, it's... Yeah, oh, I, I, don't I... give me that. <laughs> I'm well, sick. We're all sick. <laughs> I, 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 I'm happy to help, but, uh, you know, I, I can't promise uh, things are going to go smoothly. Actually, now that, now that I think about it, maybe I'll take a bath this time. 
you can, you can go down. Whoa, and... whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second. <laughs> no, I, I, I would appreciate the help. I, I absolutely do not feel myself. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I will come with. So we, we can't pretend to be sneaky with these coughs. It will not go over well for us. Uh, stealth is a, a fading option for all of us, unfortunately. Iron, is it stupid even to try that, I guess? I don't even know. I'm starting to doubt it now that we're talking about it. What else do we have to do? Well, I do think it was good when you got the guard involved because they can see for themselves. We will uh, have less time trying to convince them that something is wrong when they can clearly see it in front of their eyes and perhaps maybe uh, in the long run uh, they'll be able to help us more as you guys are discussing things uh dobbler uh is in his kitchen it looks like he's made some tea for everybody and he's mixed in some herbs and honey and things to try to soothe your coughs a little bit and as you're discussing this obviously he overhears some things and he says um what is this about going to spy on the rat man my boy he says to take to, to you firth and to you lavolpe well i i have been masquerading as someone that they're working with as someone from a cult that uh, we captured mhm so we have uh, been trying to find out through them how exactly they are going to uh, sabotage the unveiling. But uh, as we've done, we find out their plans are more and more intricate. They seem to be taking the city down with uh, uh, quite a few different kinds of, uh, well, for lack of a better term, just problems. Uh, you know, I, I, that I've I've kind of followed and pieced together with some of my discussions with Mort, but you were just saying you're going to be going to spy on them tonight? Well, spy with them, yes. I don't know what sort of task they have prepared for me. They uh, they leave me a note at my place. Uh, well, well, first, you said um, perhaps it's not a great idea because uh, all of you are coughing so much. Um, uh, that might be something I could at least alleviate for you if it would help be an, a tremendous help absolutely tremendous help says, uh, of course he says um uh, you'll 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 see all sorts of uh people dabbling cough suppressants that they they claim work but um uh they usually don't or they're they're very temporary but um i think i have something that should help uh if you need to to try to remain quiet when you're doing this. I, I give him a look like, you've had this this whole time? Well, you haven't asked to be quiet this whole time. <laughs> Mort, Mort chokes shit. out of rage. <laughs> He's holding out on me. I'm sitting here coughing for days, coughing out a lung. He's got cough suppressant at the jaw. Be like, oh yeah, I, I, whatever, you're fucking, whatever. You just need this shit. <laughs> well, let's not look at gift horse. Uh, 
Dobbler's guy. like, you know what? I think I only have two doses, not three. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I ran out. I did. I don't know what happened. Your demand suddenly skyrocketed. You all uh, thought? Yeah. <laughs> well, demand is skyrocketing. Yeah, that right. <laughs> so he starts to whip something together for you guys while you're um kind of discussing this, and ultimately he gives you a very nice smelling, somewhat thick liquid. Uh, and he explains some of the ingredients in there, and he says, um, this, I can guarantee, will stop, stop your cough, at least for a short amount of time. Um, a lot of those other peddlers out there, they'll just, they'll say, take some honey and that'll do the trick, or a spoonful of, of peanut butter, but, um, it's a combination of a couple different things, and, uh, I guarantee it will, it will help, so... Um, I would say, uh, don't take this until you're ready to do your little plan, and, um, you know, it, sh it should help for a short time at least. How much, how much, yeah, how much time are we talking here? Like, an hour? Uh, an hour or so, usually. Um, I mean, when I'm sick myself, I just tend to continually drink it, but, um, it's kind of a, you know, a nuisance to, to make with all the different ingredients. <laughs> Two doses in my ass, I continuously drink it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that, that, that's more internal thought. That, that's not external. No, he, he gives you, he'll give you each a, a, a little, you know, vial of it. Sure. We appreciate that. Chuck some more silver his way, I presume. A couple of two trees. Uh, he doesn't ask for it, but he certainly won't turn it down. I'll throw him a pair. You can tell that whatever he's been giving you guys to do the reroll for the the disease, definitely more expensive, like rare ingredients. Um, you know that he actually like cares about recouping some of his losses. But yeah, he'll you know he'll thank you for anything that you give him. I'll give him five silver. All right, I guess I might have three doses then. <laughs> <laughs> How it's gonna be? This guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> so yes, he uh, he gives you each a dose of that. Excellent. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm not a doctor, but I appreciate the confidence. Oh. You're curing more ailments than, t than doctors typically do, so as far as I'm concerned, you're, you're bear doctor the most. Well, I, I appreciate the sentiment, thank you, but um, no, I never, uh, I was never able to attend a proper physician school, so a lot of what I learned was um, through uh, experience and uh, well, just uh, life experience, being around people in other apothecaries. And I, obviously, I've been with some doctors, but I've Never attended university for it. Huh? No. Well, I think if you help cure the city, they should uh, bestow you an honorary one. <laughs> oh, Dr. Dobbler does have a good ring to it, I think. It does, actually. It does. It's like it was made for you. See, friend? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to get back to work, but uh, if you need anything, just give me a holler. I'll be in the study. And he heads on into his little laboratory area. At this point, Kessler speaks up. So Firth, you'd mentioned perhaps an idea about uh, dealing with 
Vogel. Say. Uh, trying to um, somehow meet with Gorman. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we we needed the Volpe for that because he would be able to identify his voice. I think it was Volpe's plan, actually. Um, if, if that's what we're talking about. But yeah, I think um, if we can try it, I'm for it. What did you have in mind? Um, I mean, I don't under I don't know what pretext we could offer to like meet with Gorman. Um, but uh, I don't know, Fulpe. Where were you going with that? You had a you. I thought that was your idea. That is. That is one of the things we would have to figure out, but uh, perhaps after what I learned tonight, maybe we will have uh, oh, a bargaining chip. Yeah. All right. Something we can certainly try. It might be worth uh, the effort, but if you think we should wait until you learn more from tonight's activities, then so be it. We just, I suppose, don't have uh, anything that I can think of to bring to his attention uh, in order to warrant a meeting. I'm sure he is a, a very busy man, and the reason he is uh, put uh, um, Fulgin uh, at uh, investigating us, so to speak, I think, is because he is probably too busy to do it himself. Well, we could you approach know, him just trying to warn what we've seen with the Ratmen, you know, and see how he reacts, and just use that as a pretense for a meeting. It's, that's the cool way of doing it, sure. I mean, I, one of the things I don't like about this is I feel like he's got the upper hand on us, you know? Like, he kind of knows more about us than we know about him, so... He absolutely does. The um, only thing we have on him is that uh, we possibly know that he's involved. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what we could do to, like, maybe just not put the pressure on, but kind of even that score a little bit, uh, kind of flip the table around, leaving just a little bit to... Um, well, he can obviously refute the claims. It's not like we have any evidence aside from knowing his name. So I, I don't know if that's uh, any actual thing we can count as uh, being something we have on him. Aside from, like you said, judging his reactions. But uh, I don't think that's a good idea for my subterfuge. I think that's kind of playing our hand. Uh, I think we should wait to see what happens tonight, and then uh, see if that can uh, help. Kessler speaks up. In my experience, if you want to go after someone as high up the food chain as Gorman, you need evidence, and you need a good amount of it, and it needs to be indisputable. And even that can sometimes not be enough, depending who you're leveling an accusation against. But yes. in theory, the Templars do have the authority to, well, even absurd, uh, unseat an elector count, but the odds of something like that really happening in practicality? I've never heard of such a thing. At least not in the modern day of the Empire, not with the way the politics are. I think also given the fact that he's the Countess's right hand and she seems to be bidding for power uh, puts us in even more of a precarious situation where 
those things will probably not be listened to. On top of that, uh, the cannon being unveiled is uh, probably another thing that's working against us or anyone listening to our claims. But if more and more, uh, I suppose, people of the Guard become aware of what is happening in the city, maybe that will work to our advantage. That's why I thought you first trailing me, you know, and maybe uh, busting up whatever activity we do is a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. I, I see what you're saying. For sure. So then you want to wait until tonight, see what the meeting brings, and see if we have anything else to try to uh, get Gorman's attention? I think so, unless uh, someone else can think of something that would give us a reason to meet with him. But again, I, I don't think at the meeting we're necessarily uh, we're going to accuse him. Uh, we should talk to him first, see if I can uh, register his voice, because I could also be wrong. Well, definitely don't want to accuse right away. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree with that for sure. Sorry. We need rock solid evidence before we make any accusations. You guys can all see that there's a, a small smile on Kessler's uh, lips when you guys all say we shouldn't accuse him right away, and he, you can see that he's just kind of slightly nodding. It seems our uh, our travels so far together are starting to sink in. You're all starting to think like Templars. Oh, we are. We're suspicious of every single person. As you should be. Even the halflings. If Gorman is indeed involved, then it will take a lot to bring him down. Even if we were to catch him in the act, he could simply deny it and our word against theirs sort of thing. And uh, our presence here might carry a little bit of weight, but that would be stretching it. We definitely need something more. But if yes. we do have a chance to get a meeting with him and at least find out if you recognize his voice, then perhaps we can at least uh, point ourselves in the right direction. So I think maybe we could just go ahead and have, try and press this meeting sooner. Um, and then you can do your thing tonight as well. Um, because really all we're trying to do is get the voice and, and confirm that he is who we think we've observed. <laughs> We can certainly ask the point I'm making. We're assuming that uh, they're going to have time to arrange a meeting for us. Yeah, well, that's a good point, for sure. We would have to have some sort of, I guess, advantage or edge, something that we could offer them as to why they should be meeting with us. I'm, our knowledge that we have of the Rand's activities so far. I mean, sure. He, in theory, he might already know, but he doesn't know that. No, he doesn't know what we know. We can use That's that true. as as a reason to have a meeting. That's true. But how much do we want to give away? Well, as, as little as possible. Well, surely he knows about the attack at the granary. That's not uh, any new information. Maybe we could tell him about the uh, cauldron underneath that we blew up. Yeah. I yes. think, based on our interaction with Vogel, he does not believe that we are, and correctly, he does not believe that we are telling him everything that we know, 
Although I think he's playing things close to the chest as well. So, and he, I think he made it pretty clear last we spoke with him that um, he's working for the Magistrate and uh, on behalf of the Magistrate, but also he seemed to indicate that he was not necessarily under orders from the Magistrate. So he must consider all of these things when we approach him with this request. We'll need something big and important, and we will need to speak in plain and without riddles, and perhaps even just straight-up truth. I don't think any of us, save perhaps myself, could really fool him in a duel of words and wits. He seems like the type of man, and if he is indeed you know, his hand for the secret police, then he would be adept at this sort of thing. Uh, I think I think Kessler just kind of voiced a lot of Lavolpe's concerns about talking with him, unless we're, like, ready to spill all the beans. Well, I don't think we have to spill all the beans, but we cannot have another discussion like we did with him yesterday. At least if we want to make any sort of progress. Well, I would say we vote to wait. We can certainly do that. But I will go with the group. If you uh, think that uh, telling the tale of destroying the cauldron is uh, a good enough story. To... Yeah, I guess that's what it comes down to. Is that a big enough? Is that a big enough um, giveaway? Uh... That... I think, to your point, Lavolpe, we'll, we'll have more interactions with the Ratman tonight. We'll have more potentially we can use as uh, as bait, almost, to have this conversation. Yes, uh, something could develop uh, as a result of tonight that maybe would give us uh, more reason. Uh, if not, we can also, of course, think of something else. Okay. Good with that. So, uh, what are you guys going to do at this point? Are you going to try to approach Gorman Vogel in any way, or are you waiting until after the meeting with Skaven? Waiting. After the meeting. Okay. And uh, what are you guys doing until the meeting? I mean, it's morning at this point. Is there anything else that any of you wish to do or look into? It's a good question. I'm completely out of leads. I, I got nothing as well. Could I make an intelligence uh, test in game to see if there is uh, any lead that I'm forgetting or th thing that uh, we could be doing to help ourselves? Um, I won't make you take a test for that. I'm just looking through my notes here to see if there is anything. Honestly, I don't believe there really is at this point. Uh, unless there's well, something maybe, that we're thinking of we that I was not. Quick chat with the guards that we met the other night and just say, hey, look, um, you know, we might have something coming up again soon, maybe put, it on, put them on alert or find out what we need to do or who we need to talk to if something else does come up. Uh, you could certainly do that. I mean, they may not be on duty right now, but you might be able to find out at least names or who they are or when yeah, they're just, on duty. Exactly, and just, just so that we don't have to, like, start at square one, basically. 
if we if we encounter other guards or need help from other guards, so we're not like, hey, you know, just to get like the learn the secret handshake or something, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys could if you guys want to go try to find the this guard or the guards that you uh, worked with that night, you could. Yeah, just to just to have like a just to be able to like say like, okay, hey, look, you know, we're going to be up to something. We might be encountering some of the similar. Um, a and and you guys be on alert and B like how do we who's going to be on duty tonight and can we meet them you know like wh- whatever it's going to take just to be able to like so we don't have to show up and be like we're so and so and I would just say I would put it this way though I would say I'm going to patrol tonight versus like you think something's going to happen right it's, I right. mean it it's also going to make it harder for me to sneak around if the guards are around I don't want to. I don't want to kill point. any more innocent people. Well, and um, if you've got the secret code or whatever, then maybe you could, you know. It's the high kill. sign, like from Team yeah. America. <laughs> well, you guys, can, you guys can you uh, guys can, certainly do that. Um, Kessler offers uh, to stay behind and work with Dobbler. If Mort, you want to go with them, Um since Kessler obviously one is not sick, so he won't risk uh, getting him sick. And two, uh, Kessler does have uh, the heal skill along with uh, Reed and Wright, so he might be able to help a little bit more than than you can Firth to some degree. Yeah, sure. If you want to change the scenery, I want to actually get out of this place for once. You mean Mort specifically? Yeah, Mort. That's what I meant, Mort. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I- I'll go. You know, I feel like he should come with us as well, too, because he's probably the most physically capable of the entire group right now. Uh, well, he seems to agree that maybe it is best that at least one of you stay here, uh, just in case anyone shows up to try to mess with Dobbler, since he is working on the cure after all. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely agrees with your guys' assessment with that. That That is a good idea. All right. Uh, okay, well, the, the three of you then... Uh, make your way over to the gate where you near the granaries where the, you met with the guards that helped you. And uh, while you guys are out, um, uh, please give me a everybody give me a gossip test, please. Gossip, le gossip. No, no chance. I fell by three. Yeah, not even close. I get 12 to pass. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Speed 6 sucks. Yes, yeah. it does. It really does. Well, eventually you guys get to the uh, the gate, and there are a few guards there on duty as usual. You do not re- you, know, you might recognize some of them. You guys have been here enough times, but you don't recognize... Let me see first. Yeah, you don't recognize any of them uh, as the ones that you worked with the night before. Well, there goes that plan. Uh, I mean, I, I ask after them, see if they, if any of them would be able to um, point me towards them, or, or, I mean, we just roll the dice anyway, right? We say like, hey, um, we were here the other night. We were uh, breaking up that attack on the granaries, and look, we're going to be patrolling tonight, and I just want to know that. Um, I mean, we, we, we can rely on you guys, but I just want to know that we're on the same team and that, that I can call upon you if necessary and who I would need to speak to in order to do so. 
Uh, the sergeant who is on duty at this time, he says, uh, oh, yeah, you're that, uh, you're that, that witch hunter that was there that night, right? Yeah, I heard about you. It's me. I appreciate your help that night. You guys did a great, great job. Ah, well, no need to, to thank me. It was the, the night crew, but I can certainly send word along. That'd be appreciated. Uh, who who would I, do you know who I would call out for, or who I uh, would ask for help? Oh, well, that would, uh, uh, that night it was uh, Sergeant Curtis and uh, his crew were on shift. All right, let me get a post-it. Curtis. <laughs> and yeah, he'll give you the names of the other guys that were on that patrol, too. Okay. He's like, yeah, I think it was, uh, there was uh, uh, Thomas... Uh, Travis and Jackson. Uh, yeah, probably Jackson. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, uh, I don't remember who else was uh, was on with them, but uh, it's usually a sergeant and, and four guards, give or take. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your help. Sure. Do you have anything else you want to ask him or speak with him about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll certainly ask him if, if they've seen, you know, like, if basically what the, what they know, if, they, if they've seen anything, are you aware of any kind of how much, they, press them for how much they know about that evening, what All they right. feel about the idea of Skaven running around, but I don't say that exactly. Give me a charm at plus 20. LeSean, uh, plus 20, uh, 200. Oh, success. Man, Mark, dude, look at all these gr uh, orange numbers in the chat here. It's like two <laughs> successes. Ugh. I haven't passed a single test all night. One day, Mort. Just keep fishing for one that, that one. I mean, it, at least we're out of the 90s, right? <laughs> Progress. Yeah. He's He kind of leans in. He says, well... Uh, I know a lot of the other guys, and he kind of whispers a little bit to you first. He says, I know a lot of the others don't believe what uh, what happened last night, really, but uh, but I saw the body. I saw the giant rat thing. You know, I, I didn't believe it at first, but, uh, you know, Sergeant Curtis swore on, on Sigmar's beard that, you know, it was true, and uh, well, I, I saw the body. And, uh, well, I don't know exactly what's going on around here, but... Um, but uh, it's hard to discount some of the rumors you, you hear around now and then, you know, after seeing something like that. I, I completely sympathize. I, I've been having a hard time getting my head around it uh, myself. I've only thought of these creatures as myth until just a couple days ago, and it's been astonishing to, to learn that this is real. He, he, uh, he kind of leans in a little bit more. He's like... So, so what exactly was it? I, I, everybody's saying it was some sort of mutant. Ain't any type of mutant I've ever seen. Certainly not a beast, man. Uh, but what, I mean, are they just called rat men in mythology or are they actually called Skaven? Skaven is the unofficial term in the lore, yes. Or like, low his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was this about, many years old when I uh, learned about yeah, Skaven. 
gave it. You're about to give this guy his first corruption point. Yeah. (laughs) From me to you. Yeah, I will. I'm going (laughs) to tell him all about it. Like, this is Gavin are real. They're not just uh, children's stories that scare them into doing their chores. Um, they, They are real and they are here. And we are trying to um, eradicate them. So, Mort, the second you start talking, you can tell you have this guy's undivided attention. And as you tell more and more details, like, his eyes get wider and his mouth drops a little bit more. And he rolled a 100 on his, you know, do I believe this or not roll. Uh, So he completely 100% understands and and picks up what you're putting down and seems to believe every last thing that you say and he looks dumbfounded when you start to go into like some of the details about what you've encountered and uh, i kind of you know, like reach out and grab him by the shoulder with one arm and say i know i know one might say you have blown his mind mind blown well done mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to wake up with headaches in the morning. By Sigma, right? Wow. I said I've, I've barely come to grips with it myself, but here it is. I, I, would, I would expect uh, uh, a man such as yourself would, would be used to such things, no? Uh, I'm slowly becoming that way, yeah. I have to say... That's less and less that surprises me these days. Um, but the most important thing that you do now is steel yourself against this enemy and prepare to fight it anywhere. I mean, believing it is the first step, I think, to recognizing what you're up against. Um, being prepared to fight it anywhere in any way in which you can, I think, is the next. Man, you, you should write a book for, like, first... 13 steps to combating the Skaven menace? Step one, (laughs) believe they exist. (laughs) Step two, (laughs) buy a sword. Step three. He kind of nods, and he definitely seems like he's kind of all in. And you can see that he, you know, kind of stands up a little bit straighter when you say, you know, you got to steal yourself. And you feel like you've actually inspired this guy. Oh, man. Your first acolyte. Yeah. About it. Season six, he's going to be the witch on your apprentice. I, I just want to say, that's that my second speech of inspiration. I gave Damn. one at, uh, I gave one at the, um, at HQ as well. Yeah. And to the people. Uh, uh, but that when we were leaving town. Well, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. people. It's not bad. That one might not have gone over. You're you're well. the group speech giver, that's for sure. Uh, first, who knew? Well, yeah, this this guy seems yeah, he believes you, he understands, and he seems to take it seriously. And uh, you feel like he's he's gonna do what he can to to be helpful and do the right thing. Thanks, brother. And, you know, if, if you didn't, you know, he'll introduce himself as well. Uh, uh-huh. You know, so you've got another another guard on your, your list. Um, post-its, here we go. A shift. 
Uh, Rolf. Sergeant Rolf. I like Rolf. He's a good guy. Good kid. We made a believer out of Rolf. Yeah, at this point, you know, he's, since he, obviously the guards more or less have the same shifts that they work for the most part. You know, if you're on the day shift, you work the day shift sort of thing. So, you know, because you guys have come through this gate, this is the only gate you've come through, this guy probably has recognized you guys and seen you come through a few times. But now you have a, a name for the uh, the face. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to ask him or discuss? No, I'm good. Guys, you got anything? Uh... I'm good. I'm good. Good. We're good. Feel good. All right. So, you guys have a chance to speak with this guard for a while. And unless there's anything else you'd like to do, uh, we can proceed. Yes. Let's proceed. So, on your way back to uh, to Dobbler's to go meet up with uh, Kessler and him after you speak with this guard, you guys come across a strange, well, not a strange scene, but you come across a uh, looks like some sort of argument happening in front of a uh, a shop. You see, there's a long line of people in front of a particular store that you guys are walking down the street, and as you guys get closer. You can see that it is some sort of like remedy herbalist herbalist type shop. You can hear someone shouting from uh, inside, and you can see kind of in the doorway. It looks like you know someone who either works at the store or perhaps owns it is arguing with obviously one of the excuse me one of the customers in the line. What are they arguing about? As you guys get closer and you start to hear what they're saying, it seems like the the guy who is the customer is arguing uh, with this woman that her remedies are, are fake and they don't work and he wants his money back. And you can see a couple people in the, uh, in the crowd are, you know, getting a little agitated at this well as well, either because they've had to wait or perhaps some of them seem to agree with him. Should we go investigate? Yeah, I feel like we should. So yeah, this guy is obviously trying to, kind of push this woman around a little bit and accusing her of, uh, I actually he's pushing her around, but he's definitely getting in her face and accusing her of being a, a charlatan. And you can see that she, she looks pretty scared and intimidated by this. Hey, uh, what's happening here? Uh, the guy turns to you and he says, this cheap is selling us fake remedies that don't work. And I want my money back. What did you buy exactly? He rattles off, you know, some like herbs or, or something like that, that, uh, you know, she recommended would, would alleviate some of the symptoms of his, uh, his sickness. Alleviate the symptoms. Yes. And you thought they were going to cure you. That's what she promised. She promised to cure you or to alleviate the symptoms. Those are two different things. He looks at you as if that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, and you can hear a couple of the other people in the in the line, you know, start to shout a few things as well. And and the woman is 
you know, kind of cowering. And she's like, I, I never, I never said it would, it would cure anything. I, I said it would, you know, it, it might help soothe a few things. I, I never said it would, it would be a cure. Uh, Volpe will chime in and say, well, curing and alleviating are two different things, friend. Now, I do not uh, claim to have Reichspiel be my first language, but even I know the difference. Give me a charm, please. All right. Uh, I fail by two. Oh, auspicious. I rolled a 13. Uh-oh. He does not seem to agree with you, and he kind of steps up towards you, Lavolpe, and gets in your face, and you see from somewhere in the line, someone throws something, and it smashes one of this lady's windows. And you can hear this crowd starting to get a little uppity. Time for another speech first. Yeah, I was just trying <laughs> to come up with one. Like, did it then... Um, yeah, I do, I do kind of step up and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This isn't how you behave. This isn't, uh, who you are. This isn't known. A couple of them start to look at you. Uh, perhaps some of them recognize you as a witch hunter. You're not sure. Or perhaps the numbers of the crowd are making them oblivious to that fact. Uh, would you like to give me a charm test, please, or intimidate? With intimidate? Okay. Uh, I don't feel like messing around with these mofos. Nice. Oh. Do I? Do I? Yeah, I roll my. I'm blowing my second fortune of the evening. And I'm intimidate these people. Here we go. Nope. Sixty-four. 64 is a lot better than 99. So you do see a few people uh, stop being as adamant about this, but the crowd as a whole seems to be kind of turning against you. And you see another, you hear another smash, and you see someone uh, physically like hitting the window with a stick or a broom or something, and it looks like things are about to get out of hand. Uh, what, like, what's this lady doing? The, the, she's not an apothecary. What is she? Uh, like an herbalist. She, she's herbalist. cowering. It looks like when she's, when she sees that, she, uh, she kind of screams and she slams the door shut and you can hear her try to lock it. Are there any town guards we can spy from where we are? Give me a perception test, Lavope. All At right. plus 20. Ooh. Uh, I pass by two. You do not see any in the immediate vicinity. Dang. At this point, the guy that whose face you were in, Lavolpe, has kind of turned and he's pounding on the door. Uh, Lavolpe will grab him by the shoulders and throw him off the door. And tell him to calm his ass down. Give me a brawl at plus... Uh... You'll have advantage for this, because he's not expecting it. So you have advantage when you do this. Excellent. Excellent. <coughs> Interesting. Uh, no, the DM has the plague, too. I need some I need some angry mob sounds right now. Yeah, here's... All right. I pass by four degrees. 
Okay, you throw him to the ground. Uh, are you trying to throw him to the ground? Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, with the force just to get him off the wall. Uh, but if I, uh, if I, sh because of what I rolled, if I, if I throw him to the ground, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you can if you want. I mean, you, whatever yeah, you need I'll to do, him, you do. I'll throw him to the ground and put a, put a foot on his chest and say, you need to settle down. Uh, you throw him to the ground and he looks a little, uh, like a little worried when you do that. He obviously wasn't expecting you to do anything. Yeah, it's says, not so easy beating up on a woman. She's a cheat. I want my money back. Yeah. Perhaps we can work on something. How much did you pay for this? He says, I, I paid three silver. Three silver? Here. And I'll toss him three silver. Now, first, before I let you up, you're going to listen to the difference between the words alleviate and cure, okay? Cure makes it go all away. Alleviate means temporary, right? Do you understand? Give me a intimidate at plus 20. I don't think my intimidate's too high. Uh, all right. I pass by one degree. Uh, he listens and he slowly nods his head. Um, and you hear uh, another window get smashed from behind you as the, the crowd obviously is not really paying attention to this and they're more certain to swarm this, uh, this business. But this guy kind of, kind of nods and, uh, you know, tries to, tries to pull himself up. Um, well, yeah, I don't know what to do about the rest of the crowd. Absolutely love the vocabulary lesson in the middle of all this. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's very important. I agree. So what do you guys do? It looks like this crowd is about ready to go full on riot. A am I there? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, for some reason I thought I wasn't there. Um, I'm going to... Can I like make like a firework, like a, pre a precipitation kind of type of thing? <laughs> do, do you have any spells like that? Um, I mean, I technically I had the blast spell, but that's like meant to kill people. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, just thought like, like, like shoot your light. spell in the air, right? You don't have to like target it at, at the ground or anything if you don't want to. But I'll probably miscast it. <laughs> well, the current condition. <laughs> If you um, want to cast any sort of magic, you have you to make some, a, yeah. a test, Matt. There's no way around of course, that. Well, of course. Of course. It's going to be a space laser. Sure, fine. I'll have to cast my blast spell up in the air, right? Okay. Uh oh, ready for a miscast. Here we go. Ah, oh, it's a 95. Ah, uh, yeah. Almost. Almost. Well, it's not a miscast. It's, it's, it's a fail to cast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you try to summon some energy and nothing happens. just kind of fizzles out of your hand. I like uh, shake the staff and tap it again, and try again. Recharge. Take two. Is that, is that, is that legit? Uh, yes, but it'll be at minus ten. Okay. Holy shit, game! <laughs> Ninety-four. What the fuck is this? Wow. <laughs> You're sick. At this point, the mob begins to break through the window and just smash it to pieces and people are climbing through uh 
through the open window and you can hear the the shout and panic screams of the woman from inside as they begin to just loot this place. Uh, Levulpic goes to go find a guard. As you're running down the street, Levulpe, you can see that uh, maybe someone else had a similar thought and you do see a guard patrol coming, rushing down the street and uh, in a mere moments, it turns into just this huge scuffle as the guards are trying to non-lethally put some of these people down. You're hitting them with the clubs, you know, the, the halves of their halberds and things like that, or just grabbing them and throwing them to the ground. Uh, you see, uh, for the most part, you know, th it's not a huge crowd, but they definitely, you know, outnumber the guards. A couple of them take swing at the guards, in which case some of the guards take swings back. And you do see a couple people get knocked down and a little bit of blood get drawn. Um, this goes on for a couple minutes uh, as they, you know, are just basically tearing this place apart. Uh, some people just grabbing things and running off. Others taking cheap shots at the guards or even each other. Wow. And um, yeah, it, it actually turns quite, quite, I mean, it's not like full on just murder everybody, but there's definitely some blood drawn as this gets out of control. Um, I'll try and get into the building and try to protect the lady at least. Yeah. First is absolutely screaming at these people like, stop this immediately. This is this is not who you are. You're better can than I, this. Can I try a different spell? That's still okay? Sure. Okay. Um, this might go badly, but screw it. Why not? Uh, I'm going to cast my sound spell. And try to make the sound of like a beastman roar, you know, like come from like inside the shop, get people out of it. Okay, go ahead. Go oh my god, I can cast a spell. It's her it pet can't, dragon. It, it can't happen. <laughs> so yeah, I'll cast a spell and basically emanate the sound of, of beastman from like emanating from inside the store. So that everyone inside will hear it and be like, oh shit, there's beastmen. Well, whether or not they identify it as beastmen, hard to say. But whatever your sound and roar is, that definitely actually helps, Mort. And the crowd, a lot of them begin to panic and run. Lavolpe, you're able to uh, get through one of the broken windows. The woman is cowering in the corner near the door. It seems like most people have ignored her and are just grabbing whatever they can. You don't really have to fight anybody off. Uh, but Mort, your spell definitely helps scatter everybody. And as the dust settles, you can see several injured people, including a guard, and the store is just completely ransacked. Um, no one is dead, but there are definitely some seriously injured people. People What's are all on? idiots. What is going on with the city? Yeah. People are frightened. They're panicking because of the plague. The woman thanks you per profusely, uh, Lavolpe, um, but, you know, begins to break down in tears when she sees her store has just been torn apart. The, Sorry, the guards, yeah, the, the one of the guards thanks you for helping, Lavolpe, um, and uh, they, they try to basically more or less secure the scene and, you know, start to try to get people out of here, get the ones that are really hurt some help, but uh, it's it's not a pretty sight. Yeah, I'll do what I can to just help clean up, be a responsible citizen. Yeah, it's... I mean, you start to help, and it's just... It feels almost pointless, you know? 
shelves are smashed, stuff scattered all over the floor, jars are smashed open, whatever was inside is spilled all over the place. Um, it looks like, uh, looks like someone found, you know, some sort of stash where she keeps some of the money. That's gone. People are the worst. Ice cold, Ice cold. yeah. Ultimately, uh, the day goes on. Throughout the rest of the day, um, whatever it is that you guys may be doing leading up to the evening, you do eventually hear that the sisters of Shalia, uh, there's a rumor going around that seems to be quite prevalent in the city. Dobler confirms that he's heard it as well, that they have decreed, not to the public, but they have decreed to the higher-ups that the plague is the work of Nurgle, and that they are going to prepare a huge ritual to try to save the city. Now, to the po the regular populace, they've just decreed that um, it is the work of the great enemy, and that they are uh, going to be doing a, a big ritual to save it. But the specifics are are more for like the you know the upper class or the the nobles of the city. But almost everyone has heard that the Shalians are preparing to to save the city. Well, I guess we're not needed here, guys. Uh, we can God's pack done. up and go. <laughs> Good, good work. Good work, team. Good work, everyone. We did what we could. The wrap. <laughs> but eventually, it does begin to get darker as night falls upon the city, and the time draws closer to your meeting with the Skaven. So how are you going about this? Well, I will uh, put on my, my other set of clothes and... Uh... You know, per our last talk, I, you know, first you, uh, I think you should just kind of trail like you did last time and we'll see what that we, we get I, into. That uh, Mort and I would go ahead maybe and kind of be there ahead of time. I don't know. Sure. Is that, you can, is that uh, crazy talk? No, that's a better idea than what I had, to be honest, uh, because that way uh, you're not trying to catch up with me. You can uh, see where I start and... Uh, I think yeah. that's a much better idea. So, so we'll, uh, yeah. How I mean, obviously, first aware that there's like an hour at play here. So uh, he's not going to take his potion right away. But uh, Mort, are you coming with me? Yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah. So uh, I'll try and time it out a bit. Um, but so uh, uh, just run me through this. What exactly are you are you doing first? Trying to get down into the sewer. And okay. get near the uh, the um, the meeting point. The meeting point, like not like at the meeting point, because I think we'd be discovered, right? Like, but like some advantage of the meeting point ahead of time, where we can, um, you know, have have some kind of observation of what's happening, okay. maybe even uh, close enough to be able to tell who's there, um, and then. Um, you know, if the meeting time is what what time was it? Like supposed to be eleven o'clock at night or something like that. Um, yes, correct. So like, kind of getting getting somewhere like ten forty-five and choking down my potion or not potion, 
Whatever. How early are you going there before the meeting? Oh, uh, I'd like to get there. Well, what time is it now? I mean, a good ways, good ways before, not like minutes. Like, like, like half hour, hour, two hours? Like 45 minutes. Okay. And then you're going to pop your cough suppressant a couple minutes before you're, they're supposed to meet? Yeah. Well, well like 15 minutes before they're supposed to meet. Maybe, maybe even like 20 minutes before they're supposed to meet. Okay, and then Mort, uh, what are you doing, and and what do you want Kessler to do here? Or I thought Kessler uh, was staying back. Uh, is he? I thought he was. Well, he'd been staying back during the day to to accompany Dobbler, but um, if you guys are trying to to do some sort of ambush on the Skaven here, he is uh, he is keen to come with. Oh, let's have him with then, for sure. Yeah, especially absolutely. considering the shape that you guys are in. Yeah. yeah. Are you suggesting that we're not good at passing rolls? Because uh, you know, we'll just we'll go we'll go to the text. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Mort, what are you going to do then? Are you going to um, lie and wait? I'll be with. Yeah, I'll, I'll be with Firth um, as well, so we can basically have a like a potentially a joint ambush together. Do you want Kessler with you guys, or do you want him somewhere else? Is Kessler sneaky? I don't really recall. Um, he he's not he's not super great at it, but he's not terrible at it either. I guess have him with us then. Yeah, I mean, is I'll, there, I'll, I'll is be there, together. Let's let's take a, just a stock of it, like as we're there. Like, is there room for like three of us to hide? Like, I'm, I'm trying to picture the scene. Yeah, I mean, the meeting place was um, basically in a, a spot where a couple tunnels meet together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could, you all could hide down one of those side tunnels around a corner or maybe in like a, an offshoot uh, type type situation. So there's, there's plenty of places to hide, that's for sure. All right, cool. Yeah, let's have them with us then, for sure. Okay. So you guys get there ahead of time. Lavolpe, when do you head down there? Do you wait until the time? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm like maybe 15 minutes early. All right. So you're you're standing there in this kind of opening. And give me a perception test, Lavolpe. Let's see if I'm going to pass it this time. Uh, I pass by two degrees. So, before you hear or see anything, an awful stench rolls in to this area, and to you it smells like death and decay and sickness. And then you can hear the splashing of someone, and then it sounds like several people walking down one of the tunnels, clearly not caring where they step. And eventually, you can see the red, beady eyes of some of the creatures as they reach the end of the tunnel. And as they approach, the stench gets overpowering to the point where you want to gag. I assume you have a torch since you don't have a, uh, you don't have night vision, right? Yes, yeah, I'll have my little torch down there. All right. Well, 
Lavolpe stepping into the chamber is a Skaven that you have not seen before, and it is not Shadowclaw, but it is a diseased-looking rat with a staff, and you can see some sort of ball and chain hanging from uh, his waist. And he's got these sickly greenish-brown robes that are all patchwork, and he's got all sorts of pustules and buboes kind of on his flesh that, that are exposed, and you can see his his fur is like damp and kind of matted and, and hanging, and he he looks both frail and kind of bloated at the same time, walks a bit hunched back like, and the stench emanating from him is the most revolting thing that you have ever smelled, and you can see in the uh, tunnel behind him. You can see there are other shapes. None of them come out of the tunnel, but you can see several sets of eyes watching you. And you you see as this guy kind of slowly walks. Looks like he's using the, the staff almost as a walking staff. Uh, he definitely walks with a strange kind of gait to his, his walk. And it is, it is ten times more horrifying than being in the presence of Shadowclaw. And he turns his head and looks up to you. Greekings, man-thing. Where is uh, Shadowclaw? Shadowclaw, not here tonight. I am Rocktail. You work with me tonight. Ah, I see. Uh, All right, Rocktail, what do we have on the menu tonight? We have very important task. You come quick, quick with us now. Well, first I need help from you. He cocks his head. There's a bit of a grin on his face. And I, I, you know, probably coughed or started coughing um, a little bit. Uh, it seems I'm uh, getting sick from uh, all these missions we have been on. I need some uh, help to uh, either alleviate this or do something to cure it. Otherwise, I will not be at my best. He takes a couple steps towards you. Do you do anything? Uh, I don't let him get in my face if he's getting too close. I'm guessing I'll throw up on him. I mean, it's difficult. I suppose you should probably give me an endurance test, because at this close, it is... It is revolting, to say the least. Yeah, I like. I won't. Uh, if he gets any closer, I, I start backing up. Don't be scared, man. Thing. Uh, I pass. Um, by one. All right. Yeah, you you wanna you kind of like gag in your throat a little bit, but you keep from you know from getting sick. And he he gets probably within like a yard of you, and he kind of cocks his head, and you can. See that he's sniffing. <laughs> yes, plague on you as well. <laughs> yes, well, as you can see, I'm uh, not like you. I can't live with it. He considers you for a moment. We uh, he... humans are not as uh, strong as uh, you Skaven. As he's kind of observing you, you can hear some of the rats in the tunnel kind of giggling and cackling a little bit, snickering. 
and he he continues very well man thing you do job tonight rat tail fix you uh, all right <clears throat> well lead on and he uh turns and motions for you to follow him all right i will do that all right as you enter the tunnel you see that there are uh a couple other skaven here and all of them have these dark disgusting robes on like he does and they match the description of what mort and firth uh explained when they encountered the cauldron and you see that um you know two of them kind of stay near rot tail and the other two stay behind you so you're kind of in between them um they have a horrid stench about them as well but nothing near as bad as what's emanating from rot tail and the group of you begin to move and then you begin to pick up the pace as you make your way through tunnels firth and mort you two and kessler well, the two of you can see this. Kessler does not have night vision. He is obviously not risking a light source at this point. But you can see this and obviously hear it. You probably can't make out everything that they're saying because the distance you're at. But you can see that they are disappearing into the tunnel they came from. Uh, yeah, where are we in relation to that? Like, I mean, you're you're behind them at this point. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna. Uh... To follow, yeah, and I'll and I'll pu I'll put like I'll put like Kessler's hand on my shoulder and like guide if you know what I mean, so that because I, I can't see so good. So yeah, he'll he'll like hold on to your jacket or something so he's not right on top of you and you have a little bit more freedom of movement, you know, like maybe grab the back of your uh, you know, like your your jacket or something, um, you know, or maybe even you guys can use a rope if you really need to. But yeah, you could do something like that. And uh, you guys begin to, uh, to follow them. Uh, I assume both of you took your little cough suppressant. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, unlike Lavolpe, what you guys uh, smell from your little vials is one of the most pleasing aromas you've ever had. Uh, there's a mixture of honey and mint and cinnamon all kind of blended into one and it is kind of it's a little less thick than honey whatever this mixture is and it is one of the sweetest most delicious things you've ever tasted and it's got a nice cool feeling that just instantly coats your mouth and throat and almost instantly makes you feel like 10 times better i mean you guys can tell that it's, it hasn't cured anything but, oh, man, it's like having a perpetual thing of tea just running down your throat. And it is just so soothing. I could use some of that right now. Actually, I'm not even thick. Sounds good. <laughs> Hook me up. Uh, would you please give me a stealth test? One of you can do the test. Uh, anyone else can assist, but only if they have at least one advance in stealth. Uh... Can Kessler make the test? I, uh, I've got a 24. I also have an advance in stealth. I have a 29 with my penalties. Why don't I? Why don't I try to uh, assist you then? Ke okay. Kessler does not actually have the stealth skill, so no. Okay. How do I assist? Uh, he gets plus 10 to his roll. Oh, there you go. Plus 10. Boom. 
right. Cool. Cool. Another oh, 90 97. Plus. That's Matt. I don't Come know. On. Everything I rolled tonight's 90 plus. It really is. No rerolls because I don't have any pay points. Good thing All we right. took that cough medicine. So, Larry, you guys are splashing through some of the water despite you having your, your night or dark vision. Uh, it's still tough to maneuver back here. Um, However, it does not seem like any of the Skaven notice you. Uh, Lavolpe, go ahead and give me a perception test, uh, please, at minus 10. Minus 10. Uh, I fail by 2. All right. Other than the splashing of the Skaven around you, and it sounds like they are speaking, although most of the time they're speaking in their little chittering own language, so you don't understand what they're saying. But eventually it gets to the point where you guys are kind of jogging through the tunnels here. Mm-hmm. And this goes on for maybe a good half hour or so. And the rest Oof. of you in the back, um, yeah, they're they're starting to like haul ass, basically. And you guys quickly lose track of where you're going and where you're at. But uh, eventually, you guys get to an area where uh chamber kind of opens up a little bit Lavolpe, and as you guys step into it you notice that awaiting your arrival are several more of these creatures and you see a um for lack of a better term like some sort of makeshift uh like wagon or sled and you can see that there are a couple barrels strapped to this thing. And pulling it is the biggest rat you have ever seen. This thing is like the size of a really small donkey. And you see there's a rat standing next to it that has a, a whip in his hand. And like there's reins. Like, for lack of a better term, like, you can see that this thing is pulling this this sled, mm-hmm. this sled wagon thing. Rot Tail obviously shouts something to them, and you see that uh, two of them hop into this, like, smaller tunnel ahead of you guys, and you can see that at the, um, actually, you probably couldn't because you don't have dark vision, You but you see them kind of hop into this tunnel, and then you can hear some co- a little bit of commotion in there and then you see the skaven begin to pile into that tunnel and rot tail motions for you to join them and the uh they they take this this sled okay we're going into a tunnel further in yeah all right i uh follow them all right the stench here is awful as you're in such a confined space. This particular tunnel you're coming through, um, you have to kind of crouch down a little bit. You can't stand at your full height. Even some of the Skaven have to crouch because it's not super tall, you know. But it is wide enough for you guys to get through. And you see that at the end, there is a grate that they have removed in some fashion. You're not sure how, but you can hear that. Uh, and then eventually you can hear it as it kind of thuds to the ground. And eventually you hear one of them motion and, and tell everyone to, to move forward. And as you step out of this tunnel, you realize that you are 
at the river. Basically see like you're at like the classic kind of like sewer tunnel with a great entrance that kind of sticks out the side of uh, basically like dirt and like earth and ground. And, you know, you're not sure where exactly in the city you are, but you're somewhere along one of the shorelines of the river. It's like a storm drain. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's similar terrain to what you saw when they had beached the boat. It's not the same place, but it's the same thing where, like, you know, instead of there being road and street, you're just on, like, gra- gravel and dirt and rocks and making your way towards the shoreline. And they begin to uh, pull the sleigh out, and they all begin to, to get out of this tunnel and make their way towards the shoreline. Uh, Firth and the others... You eventually see that they stop for a moment, there's some chatting, and then they begin to make their way into this other tunnel and disappear down it. How, how far behind them? Like, can, we, can we keep up, basically, is what I'm asking. Yes. You've been able to... They're, they're, obviously, they have no idea. They don't seem to know that you're there. If they do, they're completely ignoring you. And they are not making any attempts to hide their movement. They are, like I said, pretty much they've jogged the whole way here. So they're splashing. So maybe they can't even hear us over their own splashes type of thing. It could be. You yeah. don't know. But right, I mean, we, how how far back are you? You tell me. Uh, we're trying to. We're we're keeping up. I mean, as much as we're able, I want to keep up with them because I don't want to repeat of last time where we get too little too late. Even when you do come around some sharp corners where you lose sight of them, you don't you don't lose hearing of them. So it is very easy to follow them even without line of sight. Um, so you're able to probably remain like 25 to 50 yards behind them comfortably enough where you don't think they will spot you or, or hear you uh, or, or smell you, perhaps. And you seem to do a good job. And like I said, they don't seem to notice. And then you see them get into this other tunnel and make their way uh, through it. Storm drain area. Yes. Yeah, we're we're in pursuit. Okay. Uh, give me another stealth test, please. So, Mort, you gonna do this one? I mean, I could I could push the buttons. If I do it or not, that's up to the game. <laughs> oh, I pass something. There it is. When we needed with, it. With your assistance, I pass. <laughs> right when we needed it. Uh, it's like you guys have brand new characters at this point. Your stats are so low. I know. <laughs> well, you... This time, Mort, you step on the ground rather than through this, you know, muddy water. You Learning has occurred. Less, you make far less noise. And yes, you get to this storm drain where you guys have to go single file, like, one at a time. And you can see that there's an opening. And for the two of you with your night vision, you can tell that you can see the outside and the shimmer of the river in the moonlight in the distance. And as you guys get to the end of the storm drain and look down, you can see that the drain opening itself is probably like maybe 20 to 40 yards from the shoreline. And you can see a bunch of these skaven with some sort of sled or wagon being pulled by some creature on all fours, uh, heading towards the edge of the river. Oh, wait, can we see this the... is the super big rat you're talking about? Yes. And we can see the barrels as well. Yes, there are six barrels strapped into this thing. 
Lavolpe, do you uh, do you do anything, or you just continue to to follow their lead? I follow their lead because uh, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing yet. Um, I do, you know, every once in a while, kind of like turn around, look back, see if I, you know, see more in them, just to make sure they're hidden. And uh, yeah, I'm still kind of waiting to see what they're going to do with it. I haven't really figured it out. One of the Skaven behind you, uh, when you look over your shoulder, um, you know, he gives you a bit of a menacing look, and he says, Why do you keep looking at me, Manthing? I'm not looking at you. I'm looking to see if we're being followed. Uh, he turns and looks over his shoulder. Hey, nothing there. Good, let's keep it that way. And you, the other one that's uh, behind you as well, he you hear him snicker, he goes, <laughs> Men things scared of Doc and scared of rats. And the other one kind of chuckles at that. Oh, yeah. Regular comedians. <laughs> so eventually you see that they they get towards the river and Rot Tail shouts something to them. And then he turns to you and he says, Okay, men thing, dump barrel into river. Uh, the thing that's on the sled? Dump barrel now, quick, quick, go. All right, uh, I will, uh, I will do so. All right, so you get towards the, the sleigh, and the, the rat thing is regarding you and kind of snarling and growling, but the skaven that has, like, the leash thing on it, that leash thing, is, um, keeping you, uh, keeping him under control, and obviously you'd probably start at the back of the wagon, so you're as far away from this thing as you can be. Right. And, uh, yeah, you basically, there's, uh, some, like, leather straps that have uh this this thing's tied down and you're able to unbuckle a strap and then start rolling the barrel towards the shoreline and it's got like just a big old like cork stopper uh on the top of it so you can if you lay it on its side then you could obviously start dumping whatever's in it okay yeah i'll i'll do it and i'll just make the process like slow like i'm gonna you know kind of sort of pretend I'm not quite sure I know what I'm doing, but, uh, you know, I'll let it, like, dribble out. I say quick, quick, man thing. Faster, faster. All right, I kick the whole, uh, I kick the whole barrel in. Some of the Skaven laugh at that, and when you start pouring this, uh, it's hard to tell what color this is, because it's in the dark. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's something foul that smells out of this barrel as you pour it in. Can I see on the map where we're at? Do I know? You have no idea where you're at. You don't know where you're at. All right. Plus, uh, since you don't have night vision, you really can't, like, see any of the bridges or anything or the docks. So you're not sure where you're at. Okay. Gotcha. Um, You guys from the, the storm drain see this as they begin to make Lavolpe pour one of the barrels into the water. Uh, I'll look at Ferris and be like, are we just going to let him put my poison in? No chance. we got to stop this. So, what are you uh, guys going to do? I mean, how far behind are we at this point? Like, Basically, like... About, about like, like I said, this, the drain is about 20 to 40 yards from the, the shoreline, so you're maybe about 20, 30 yards behind them right now. Yeah. 
I'll say, Mort, can you light them up from here? Look, can I can I see the barrel? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's like that black sludgy thing that's going in. You can't. It's too far away to see exactly what, but you can tell that he's he's tipped it over on its side, and obviously he's pouring something from the barrel into the river. But like Lavolpe's back is to you, so you can't see other than, you know, obviously he's pouring it. But other than that, you can't see what it is. And is Lavolpe standing next to the barrel currently? Yes, and then the sleigh is, you know, a couple yards behind him, further up the shore. I gotta be standing next to it. I can't blow it up that way. Blow up the bear, blow up the sleigh. Let him dump one thing in. Just blow everything else. Oh, up. there's still multiple barrels in the sleigh still. Yeah, tons. Oh, yeah. Let's fuck that thing. How far away is it? And as they, so what you see is as he's pouring, uh, you see that the the sleigh begins to move a little bit further down the shoreline. And Lavolpe, you hear, um, you hear Rottail shout to the others like, "Quick, next one, go and go." I, 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 what's what's my distance to this thing? yards right uh, i would say at this point you're probably about 30 yards away all right that's plenty that's that's good all right my, my range on this is let me just double check range willpower yards what's our willpower like these days willpower <laughs> yards. 45 all right <laughs> okay all right um i'm gonna channel first because i don't want to fuck this up okay go ahead and um, channel Nice start. Not good. Oh, that's a turn that nothing happens. All right. Closing you see, distance. closing the distance as best I'm able. Yeah. All right. Give me a stealth. Kessler is with you. Mort, do you proceed with them as well? No, I'm going to stay back and try to channel this thing some more. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. on a twenty-four. Yeah. Okay, Firth, you and Kessler begin to make your way out of the grate down the shoreline. There's not a whole lot of cover here, uh, you know, occasional rocky outcropping, but other than that. But it seems the Skaven are either too far away or too occupied with what they're doing, and they do not notice the two of you creeping there. Um, you get maybe halfway to them as you guys make your way We're about down 15, the shoreline. 15 yards now. Yeah. At this point, they... Uh, they begin pouring a second barrel into the uh, the river, and then you see as they finish that, they begin to, to move, and um, one of the Skavens stays near you, uh, Lavolpe. It seems like there's kind of one staying with each guy as they as they pour, and you know, you're starting, you're probably about halfway through your barrel at this point, and then you see they move further down the shoreline, and looks like they're going to repeat the process. So, what do you guys do on the next turn? How many barrels are there? There's six total. Okay. I'm gonna to have to keep channeling. Okay. It's come on, give me some successes. Sweet fucking G. Oh, 92. Ugh. Doesn't cause a miscast or anything. Just nothing happens. Ugh. All right. Sorry, guys. I just can't roll tonight. All right, you're sick. Firth, are oh. you gonna continue yeah. to creep up? I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to get as close as I can before it's time to just unleash on somebody. How, like, what What does it take me to close 15 meters, 15 yards? It'll take at least one more stealth test if you want to not have to start running. If uh, I announce myself, could I, 
and I run and close and attack. Oh, what's your movement? Uh, what is movement my movement? Is four, correct? Movement is four, walk is eight, run is 16. Uh, yeah, you could get there with a run. Because that's, 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 that's yards. So you could you could do a charge and but, get and in that, range of the closest guy. And attack? Yeah, because a charge is uh, you do a, a ru- up to a run, and then you make an attack. You get advantage when you charge. Oh, beautiful. So you you wouldn't, unless you ran past some of these Skaven, you couldn't get to the, the sleigh, but you could get to, like, one of the two that are in back of it. What, uh, how many are there again? Four? Uh, no, well, there were four, but there are a couple more that joined. So currently there is the the giant rat. There's the pack master next to the rat that's kind of controlling him. There's uh, the plague priest, Rot Tail, which you guys recognize as the same guy from when you oh, dealt the with the cauldron. Yes, yeah. it's the same. It, no mistaking, it's the same rat. And then you also see uh, there were the four plague monks that were with Lavolpe when they first showed up, and it looks like there are uh, six other rats that are not... They, they're not plague monks, you can tell. That, I mean, that, you could tell that they're they're clan rats, but not that your character necessarily knows what that is, but... Matt, we need you to kill, like, ten of these things. Well, I need to be able to roll above a, you know, below a 90, so... Yeah, you know. whenever, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready, we're ready. Do you... Uh, who has the bomb? Not it. We have a bomb? I have one. I was going to say, you, you got one last time, and, and I believe you had not used it yet. That is correct. Okay. All right. So they begin to pour the third barrel, and Lavolpe, you are pretty much done with yours, and the Skaven, you know, kind of, you know, holds his, his sword out, like, pointing, like, to get up to the sled. Uh, to get another barrel? Yeah, it looks like they're okay. kind of rotating. You know, as one guy All finishes, right. the last guy moves up. Slow him down. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll uh, grab another one. Keep going. You hear Rot Tail kind of laugh. Yes, yes. Deliver gifts from the horned rat to all the men things. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, Lavolpe is just like mentally somewhere else. He's like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. And working for the Ratmen. The rat you know what, though? And I am working you're, for them. You're working, Lavolpe. That's more to say than some That's, of hey, More than a lot of these. You're guys. in the middle of a, yeah, you're in the middle of a plague and you've got a job. So. Yep, that is true. <laughs> okay, good. um, Mort, you can do another channeling, and then Firth, depending what you want to do. Are you going to stealth or charge in? Or Thank arch. goodness, pass by four. exactly what I need. All right, I can cast my spell next turn. Um, charging, for sure. Don't don't get close to the the, uh, the wagon. He, he couldn't if he charged, unless he ran past a bunch of these guys, and probably not a wise idea. Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to kill whoever's closest, I guess, really. Uh, why don't we go ahead and roll initiative here? You guys will ha- obviously have a surprise round. Um, if you guys just want to give me your initiatives, in- unless your token's already there, go ahead. Oh, oh first rolled a oh an eight. Sorry. 
Oh, one. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What's your total? Eight, Firth? Yep. Okay. It's Firth with an apostrophe now. Armist, the artist formerly known as Firth. <laughs> uh, eight. And Rot Tail. Let me just go through my pages and pages of stuff here. Wow. Is a good wow or a bad wow? Wow. Even better. Uh... They're fast critters, I'll tell you that. All right. So, you guys do have a surprise round, though. Uh, so, Firth, you're charging on the turn that Mort finished his channeling. Right. Uh, so, Mort, you're, you're supposed to channeling your spell. It's all happening okay. on the same turn. Okay. So, uh, Firth, you and, obviously, Kessler follows your lead. And, uh, yeah, there's, uh, like I said, there's two kind of in back. And then there's, well, there's currently two pouring barrels and then three kind of guarding each of the barrels. And then the other ones are near the front of the, uh, the front and side of the, the, Is there the anything now that we're out in the open a little bit, or is he still, am I still leading? You are somewhere on this shoreline based on the fact that you can see both sets of bridges and islands to either side of you. Mm-hmm. Does he like? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, is he? Does he? Still oh, actually, to... hold on, I'm sorry. Actually, no. You, you're further upriver. You're up here. You can see the docks not too far away. Oh, okay. I do. Like yeah, I forget because they're obviously they're going with the flow of the river, so yeah, dumping it upriver. Uh, I mean, at this point, you know, you've got a little bit of moonlight, and there's enough shapes where yeah, Kessler can, uh, you know, try to make some sense of things. Got some stuff. Um, all right, here we go. All right. Uh, boat hook. Who's getting the boat hook first? Oh, go on. And you will have, uh, so you'll have an advantage for charging, and then you will have another advantage because they are surprised. So you've got two advantage on this roll right now. Okay. Got to make, got to capitalize on this. And they obviously don't get a defensive roll. Oh, critical success. Oh, that's a way to start a fight. Yeah, here we go. Earth means business. Get out the good old critical charts here. Where'd you hit him? Right arm. Okay. And uh, this would be one of the plague monks that's closest to you. They're kind of hanging out. It's like they're making the clan rats do the dumping and the plague yeah. monks are acting as guards. I'll fight my way over to him. Okay. So go ahead and roll uh, roll me a critical and then tell me how much damage you've done. That's the D100? Yes. What's happening here? Did it roll? Okay. Oh yeah, 85. There we go. Okay, so that drops to 65. Still pretty good. Deep cut. Does three additional wounds, gain two bleeding conditions as your arm is mangled, gain one stun condition, and suffer a minor torn muscle, take a negative 20 endurance test, or gain the unconscious condition. Oh, Damn. Sorry. Take that, Skaven. Well, he rolled a nine on his endurance test, so he is not stunned. But there's a lot of other shit happening to this guy. So what's the total damage? 11 damage. Is that including the three from the crit? Oh. Uh, no. 
Wait, let me let me check my strength bonus. I think it might have changed. Oh yeah, so nine damage plus three of so twelve damage. Okay. Oops. Uh, let me get my little thing here. You said twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you get a good hit on him. Doesn't drop him, but he's definitely not expecting it. And uh, you just bury the boat hook into his arm, and he screeches out in pain uh, as Kessler uh, also charges forward uh, with his pistol, and uh, he takes a shot from just behind you first. And he rolls like a boss. So you hit this guy in the arm, and then it's followed up with a gunshot that strikes him right in the chest and i'm sorry in his uh his left arm it's almost in his neck it's like up by his shoulder so you hit the the right arm and then the bullet hits like his left shoulder and this guy just spins to the ground in a bloody arc and falls to the ground and you all hear the gunshot obviously and you see the other skaven uh nearby uh let's see what happens there so surprisingly Despite the gunshot and killing this guy, it seems like all of the Skaven hold their nerve. The rat looks like it gets a little panicked, but the uh, the Packmaster kind of keeps him in check. And you see some of the clan rats obviously turn and look a little frightened and their tails are twitching. But you hear Rot Tail uh, shout at them and they obviously join the fight and prepare to... Uh, to attack back and so we will start a fresh round here you see rot tail begins to um uh swing or not swing but you see that he begins to uh to channel a spell as well and you can see that he's building up some uh some magical energy and that's going to be his turn as he channels and then we have the skaven so the Skaven react as best they can. One of the Plague Monks in back comes charging at you, Firth. Another one goes after Kessler. And the one near you, Lavolpe, um, shouts at you to go to the uh, the sleigh. And he turns and ch uh, charges as well. And you see the uh, the clan rats are scattering, you know, basically trying to, to move quickly with the sleigh and, uh, and get things going with the uh the dumping in the river uh each of the plague monks is holding two weapons like last time so first i will need defensive rolls here i have a, a fail by one and a fail by two and i still get my advantage right now right yes oh i need an under an 85 and i failed how much did you fail by uh so technically one i rolled a 92 uh, well, he failed by one as well. Uh, is it less less than one? Well, it's seven, basically. So I'm, I'm, yeah. it's eight eight to nine. So yeah. So you would actually win that test because he failed worse. So nice. you gain a point of advantage for successful defense. And then it. the second attack, he failed by two. Do I roll twice? Yes, he's attacking. Oh, sorry, sorry. Weapons. All right, so I've got another advantage now. Uh, so I've got four total advantage, right? Am I right with that? Yeah, remember, though, we, we cap at three. 
Okay. Happens three. Thanks for reminding me. Success this time. All right. Succeed by two. So the first attack, he just kind of wildly swings. You just kind of sidestep. The second one is a little more on target, but you uh, easily parry it to the side. Uh, the other one on Kessler actually critically fails. Uh, and Brett. you want to, let's see here. So it's going to be a 26. Your melee weapon jars badly. Uh, your weapon suffers one damage. Next round, you will act last in initiative order, regardless of talents or other special rules as you recover. So bad swing and a good parry by Kessler sees that guy kind of uh, uh, a little disoriented. And Lavolpe, the one next to you, it looks like he's starting to like kind of soup himself up. He sees like kind of slashing his swords together, almost like a chef but kind of sharpening them. And you can see that he's starting to foam at the mouth and he's making some really disgruntling noises that are uh, unlike anything you've heard them do before. And his tail is thrashing in anticipation for this fight. That is the Skaven. So we're up to Mort. But do I have an advantage for the surprise round as well? Uh, no, because you're not attacking in the surprise round. During the surprise round, you did the channeling. Okay. Well, I've got my full spell channel. Not to try and cast it. Oh, oh my God! Please pass. Oh, oh no! And ninety-nine. Oh, That's a major miscast. It's a major miscast. That's a major miscast. Art, what are you doing? Nothing, Mort. apparently. Would you perhaps? like to burn a point of resilience and choose the result of your die roll? That's a thing you can do, right? Or would you like to beseech the Dark Gods? Oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's choose the resilience. Fuck it. I'm going to choose my die roll. So I can make that a 1%. I thought you were yes, going Dark that, Gods. that resilience is burned forever, though. It's like Fuck a fate it. point. That's fine. Use it. Okay. It's not spend itself. So that becomes a 1%? If you want it to be. Uh, yeah, I do want it to be 1%. Right. <laughs> Um, in which case, if it's a pa it's a one percent, I would pass by seven degrees, which means I would have three levels of overcasting to use. Uh, All right. Well, so hold on. This gets a little better because um, Rottail obviously tries to dispel this, uh, much like he did back when you were in the tunnels, but this time he is not on his game like he was back in the tunnels and he fails which is going to add success levels to your role really yes i have learned oh. that that is what happens when you fail the spelling you give more energy to the other guy so nice. you are going to get an additional two degrees of success here i passed by nine degrees yes holy moly okay um <laughs> so i have i got choices to make here so um Rattel, how far away is he? I mean, everybody's in range. Okay. So you say your range is like forty something, right? Yeah, yeah, forty something. Um, are any allies near Rattail? Uh, Rattail, no, no one is near him. Okay. Item so, so you you guys are basically behind the Skaven at this point. I mean, you're like behind them and to the uh to their left, 
Uh, but everybody else is behind them because you're still in the drain at this point. But um, actually, that you would have had to get out of the drain because they've moved up. They've moved, you know, further down. They're on the third barrel, so you're still behind the rest of the group, but and behind the sleigh. But you're no longer in the storm drain. Okay, so with my four levels of overcast, I will fire uh, two additional projectiles, and and those projectiles I will then increase the radius of those projectiles. So let me go with the overcast rules here. Um, so I may increase the AOE of my spell. So I will then, I guess, increase the AOE of both the spells twice. So I'll shoot out a total of three projectiles, each with triple AOE. I understand this correctly. So you can everything about this. You can you can boost each extra shot with the range as well. Well, so the way overcasting reads is for every plus two success level you have in a casting test, you may add additional range, AOE, duration, or targets equal to the initial value listed in the spell. I'm sorry, what page are you on? Oh, I had to have it copy pasted in my character sheet. Oh, okay. But in this, uh, there's a section for overcasting. And it says you may choose the same option more than once. So I want to basically choose two additional targets and choose the AOE size increase twice. If this does the way I think it works, this is bonkers. Uh, I'm reading it right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, so what are you uh, using it to do again? What are you using so, overcast against? So I'm going to fire two additional projectiles and then increase the AOE size twice. Gotcha. Nine. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to fire a projectile at the wagon, a projectile mm -hmm. at rat tail, and projectile at the really big rat who's like hauling the wagon. Okay. Okay. And each of those shots will have triple AOE. Um, and the the AOE is willpower bonus yards. So my willpower bonus is currently four. So that becomes 12 yard AOE for each shot. That is going to hit everyone other than you. Or if I make it eight yards. Then you would not hit... Um, you would not hit Firth and Kessler. Would I hit LaVolpe? Yes. But if I do the four yards, LaVolpe wouldn't be hit? No, he would not. Volpe, well, maybe you just gotta take one for the team here, but No, this will probably knock him out right away, the way oh, really? lighting up. <laughs> Alright, so then screw it. We'll shoot out five projectiles. We'll shoot okay. one at the wagon, two at the giant rat, one at rat tail, and is rat there tail. like rat tail. And is there like uh, the, other like, the last one at like the a group of like uh No, the, there's uh, that other that other mage, like right? Isn't there that other mage? The one that Rottail is the other wizard. It's the mage. He's Correct. the one. That... He's the one that was trying to dispel. So, is there a group of the plague monks? We met already at the cauldron. Was that Rottail? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Same one. Oh, I thought th I thought there was another one plus Rottail. Okay. All no, right. there's there's one plague monk on Firth, uh, one plague monk on Kessler. And there's one next to Lavolpe that's souping himself up. Gotcha. They're all scattered. 
Uh, is there a cluster of the plague monks, or a group of them? No, I, I just said the plague monks are scattered fighting your teammates. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, we'll, we'll shoot two at the wizard, two at the giant rat, and one at the, the wagon itself. Those okay. We'll hold the big targets first. All right. right. And, and it, it's, it's a radius of four from that, correct? Correct. Okay. Okay, what's Six. the damage? 16 damage for each shot. Holy smokes. <laughs> 16 damage that ignores any armor from metallic source. And in addition to the AoE damage, any targets within five meters of a target that is hit <laughs> will also take an additional four damage. That's part of the chain lightning effect for the elemental school. It's a lot of numbers. So, basically what you see from behind you, like Mort basically pulls out his staff, conjures up a huge ball of lightning, that basically orbs of lightning emanate out from the tip of Mort's staff, out in all directions across the battlefield. And then the, the actual orbs themselves, when they hit their target, they detonate and explode, and basically a big lightning ball explosion thing. Covering everything in lightning. All right. Well, All right. Uh, probably good use of the uh, resilience point as uh, you had a major miscast there. So the lightning goes off. The wagon and the remaining three barrels uh, are just completely destroyed. And La Volpe, you see, because you're closest to it, this liquid go everywhere. And Firth and, and Mork, you guys can see that whatever's inside these things just explodes and starts to shower uh, basically the area around it. Oh, no. Um, I mean, it, it. some of it obviously lands in the water because it's, it's close enough to it, but um, probably not a whole lot. But it's, you know, it's, it's a small shower of this stuff as the, the sleigh just goes up. Uh, the uh, giant rat... Uh, also is completely fried and left twitching on the ground um as is the uh the pack master that was uh, trying to lead him two of the clan rats are nearby trying to load off another barrel when this happens and they are fried as well uh rot tail takes some of this damage although you can see that um he's able to shrug some of it and it certainly damages him and, and, and hurts him, but uh, oh yeah, he needs to he needs to make a, a check. Rex, he's trying to channel a spell, Matt. Yeah. So every for every source of damage, I think it take take the tech, take the test twice. Oh, it's a concentration. Just a, or just a cool test. Cool test minus twenty. Yeah. He passes that. Both of them. He's gonna take two. He's being hit by it twice. So it's each source of damage. Uh, it would only be once. This is all damage from the same source. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Now I heard something beep. That was me sending a gift. Oh, okay. All right. Well, with My... that... Uh, Mort, obviously, you get a advantage for uh, passing your test there, and we're on to Lavolpe. So Lavolpe, you see all this happens. There are still four clan rats alive. They were the ones near the the river pouring barrels, and then there's a plague monk near you that is obviously starting to go nuts. Yeah, um, 
looks like he's getting ready to charge in to fight for Kessler. Uh, got it. I'm going to uh pull my gun out and uh fire and try and blow his brains out. <laughs> well, you can have an advantage for shooting a surprised opponent. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- shoot him and then say, "Hey, we should run. They're too powerful." And uh, you'll definitely have bonuses to hit because you're so close to him. Um, okay. What's the range of the gun? Oh, sorry. One moment. Regular black powder pistol. I have to look in the book. I don't have it on here. A pistol is range... 20. 20. Okay. It's 20 yards. Uh, You would be at plus 20 to hit here. Excellent. All right, something I got to mention, because that technically was a critical cast. Um, They would have taken a critical injury roll roll from being a critical hit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll. And where did you hit them? Uh, Head. Oh! uh, 1%. All right. So, is, do I just need one for for the the wizard? Because I guess the other one's died. Yes. Okay. Thirty-five. All right. So minus twenty becomes fifteen. Minor cut. Strike opens your cheek and blood flies everywhere. Gain one bleeding condition. He takes one wound. All right, Lavolpe, what you got? I pass by two. All right. What's the damage? It should be. I believe it's just. I believe it's nine, unless I'm getting that confused with the crossbow. Because it's just flat damage for black powder, yes? Yes. Plus any success levels. Okay, then it would be 11. 11, okay. Alright, well you shoot this guy, and it does uh, it does hit him. And uh, <laughs> when when you do Lavolpe, it's kind of like shooting the Terminator where it's like you shot him and he like kind of stops what he's doing and just slowly turns his head towards you. And you can see that his eyes are glowing far more red than they were before. And there is all this foam just dripping down out of his mouth. And he looks like a rat possessed. Uh, Kessler is up next and he fires his other pistol point blank at this thing that he's fighting and he does score a hit oh actually no it it dodges the shot just barely and Firth you're next alright who's ready for some more of my who's closest you're engaged with a plague monk right now oh oh, he didn't die Uh, okay I'm hitting him again Succeed by one. Jeez, just barely. Uh, you do hit him. He fails his defensive roll. Okay. Right arm. Okay. Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, success level is one, five, seven. I got seven. Seven? Yeah. All right. You open up a little bit of a scratch on this guy. It's not a great hit. They definitely seem like they're tougher than the other Skaven. And that brings us back to the top. You see that uh, Rot Tail comes uh, comes 
charging over towards you guys, uh, Firth and, and Kessler. And uh, you see that um, he uh, he's going to finish casting. He's going to attempt to finish casting his spell here. All right. So he passes. Is this channeling? He channeled last turn. He's casting oh, okay. this turn. Okay. I'll, I'll try to dispel it then. All right. He dispelled me last time. See if I can dispel him back. Yeah. Uh, passed by one. Not anywhere close. But oh, that will no. that will reduce his total success levels by one. Yeah, that's that's something. Uh, so uh, more you. Oh you no, prepared. sorry. It's, it's it's passed by two because I had an uh, advantage level. All right. Well, you you try to disrupt his spell, and whatever he is channeling, uh, he has just garnered a massive amount of the winds of magic. And you see, as he's charging towards the the fight, you see that he has um, uh, he's pulled out this uh, the sensor from his his belt, and it looks like he's kind of unraveling it as he's running into the fight. And as he gets close to you and uh, Kessler Firth, you see that he. Uh, opens his mouth and this cloud of green smoke and gas just starts rolling over all of you. And it seems like he doesn't seem to care that it's hitting the plague monks as well. And um, I'm going to need you to make uh, an endurance test at minus 10. Kessler fails. Uh, Hang on. Can I... Did I? How bad is this stuff? Um, I mean, you've never seen anything like it. It burns. Uh, it smells horrible. Your eyes are watering. I use a reroll to pass by two. All right. I'm gonna pull a mort and choose my success level. Okay. I assume you're gonna make that a one and burn a resilience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this green cloud comes rolling over, and despite that, you basically just try to hold your breath and not gag. It feels like it's burning your skin and your eyes, but you don't actually take any damage from this. And you can see uh, the two plague monks that you and Kessler are fighting don't seem all that affected by it either. As a matter of fact, one of them uh, screams out, Yes! Glory to the horned rat! His blessings! And he keeps slashing at you. Kessler is gagging and basically swinging his sword left and right, trying to keep the plague monk as, at bay as he's kind of backing out of this cloud. And uh, Lavolpe, you manage to kind of overcome it. You don't, you're don't. you not as close to them, so you don't take as big of a brunt of this, but kind of the tail end of it hits you. And the Skaven that's next to you, that's like foaming at the mouth, he doesn't even flinch when this cloud of gas rolls over him. You just see like the corner of his mouth kind of twitch into a really uh, creepy smile. Mm-hmm. And then the Skaven are up and the Plague Monks uh, begin to double their efforts. Uh, so first, I'm going to need two defensive rolls from you, please. I have uh, both of these failed by one. And I, st- I still have my advantage, right? Yes. I fail the one. Okay. So I'm going to... I lose my advantage for the second one, right? 
Did I fail? Yes. Yes. Oh, I failed the second. I failed both. All right. You are struck twice uh, each. Uh, what were your failures by? How many successes? Uh, failed by one. Failed by two. Okay. Uh, then you are going to take a total. The first hit is seven damage to your body. And the second hit is six damage to your left arm. Seven to the body? Mm-hmm. Okay. And six to the left arm. So that's minus three minus toughness. So that's uh, one. Four. Sorry. So it's okay. Cool. I still got a little bit left. I'm still standing. Not by, not by much. All right. Uh, the other one does score a hit on Kessler. They kind of exchange blows. He scores a hit, and then Kessler blocks the other attack, uh, mostly just because he's trying to parry it at will here. And Lavope, the other one, charges at you, uh, and it's like watching a wild animal dive at you. Uh, please give me a defensive roll. Well, two of them. Uh, the first can one... I... I'm... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, can I use the... Can you use dodge on charge? Yes, yes. The to get attack. out of the way. Yeah, he all just right. he just I'm has gonna... an advantage when he attacks. That's all. Okay. I uh, try dodge. All right. He he failed by five. All right. I pass by two. All right. So the first attack, you're able to kind of sidestep him, and he just goes barreling past you. But he's quick to recover, and the second attack, he goes to stab at you. Go ahead and make another defensive roll. So uh, with he... with my step aside skill, when I pass a dodge, I can move up to two yards as I dive away, and I'm no longer counted as engaged, and no one gets a free attack. Can uh, I use this in this sense? Yes, but he is currently under the effects of Frenzy, and that's not mm -hmm. going to help you. He's still going to be able to reach you. Okay, so I'm sorry. I have to make another defensive roll. Yes. Uh, the second attack comes right. striking. He oh, and I forgot. By, I still uh, have my advantage. Yes. Uh, I have yes. one of advantage from shooting. Yes. Okay, so that last uh, one was that probably doesn't matter. Then it would would have been by three. Uh, and okay. this next one is six percent. So that's five degrees of success. He passed by four. Ah. And you are very lucky. Well, you're very lucky because, um, well, I guess I should say lucky because he still scored a critical hit. Uh, yeah. And he did pass. He passed his test, but you, you didn't. He didn't beat you, so you do not suffer the effects of the attack. Only the critical hit, Jesus. Uh, which is going to be to your left arm, and it's going to be oh, a ninety-five, which is going to drop to a seventy-five. Oh no! Another fucking broken bone. Flashbacks to Gallows End, crushed elbow. You'll take four damage. The blow crushes your elbow, splintering bone and cartilage. You immediately drop whatever was held in hand and gain a broken bone injury major. Um, what do I use to ignore the critical hit? 
the uh, you could use a f you could use a fate point to avoid all the damage from one source. Uh, I only got two of those left. I feel like I should. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hit. You sure? Yeah, I only got two fate points left, and uh, probably. All right. Die. Well, you will take four wounds from the critical effect, hmm. and then uh, it was your left arm. Uh, so if you're holding anything in your left arm, you drop it, and you have suffered a broken bone injury to that. Okay. A major broken bone. Which, uh, let's see. What does that do in the immediate? Well, you can't use the arm, basically, right now. Right. So The clan rats... Can, well, the, the four at the... Uh, the shoreline continue to try to um, finish pouring the barrels as Rottail is shouting at them. And then we are up to Mort. So, what's left at this point? There is a Plague Monk fighting Kessler, one fighting Firth, one murdering Lavolpe, Rottail, and there are four clan rats pouring the, the two barrels that they had at the shoreline. Okay, I'm going to cast um, a basic dart spell at the one fighting Lavolpe to try to give him some support. All right. Um, so from that last turn, I, I gained a level of advantage for having a, a successful cast, right? Yes. Did I get any other advantage for like, killing like the big rat or anything like that? No. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's try to help Lavolpe. Pew, pew. Hey, there we go. Passed by eight degrees. All right. All right. Um, so in that case, I can shoot out extra projectiles. So let's shoot at one at, at every single um, plague monk. All right. Well, Rottail is attempting to dispel here. Okay. Uh, he passes by four. Okay. So then I'll pass by four degrees. That will lower my successes by four. Okay. So in that case, I will shoot a bolt at the one fighting the Volpe, one fighting Firth, and one fighting Kessler. Okay, how much damage is that? And each of those will do, so... Eight damage, each one? Okay. Uh, eight damage to the body? Uh, it definitely seems to help a little bit, uh, especially the one fighting Lavolpe, although that one doesn't seem to notice it. He just continues to uh, to charge around in a, in a frenzy. Uh, Lavolpe, you are next. All right. Also, well, Mort, uh, give me a perception test, please. Uh, Lavolpe, you can as well. All right. Pass by I, one. I fail by two. All right. All right, Lavolpe, go. So yeah, I'll uh, well, I'll attempt to attack him with uh, my sword and sword breaker. Okay. Uh, and I four. and I lost my advantage from getting the critical hit. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, I fail by two. All right. So he blocks your attack. Kessler scores a hit, injuring the plague monk further. And Firth finishing up the round. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm all in. 
but I don't have any advantage anymore, so I don't know how good I'm going to do. Oh, succeed, but by one. Uh, he passed by one. <sighs> Let me make sure. One. Yep. Uh, yeah, by one. Okay. Uh, what is your weapon skill? Because it's, it's a tie, so it goes to your actual oh, weapon right. skill. Uh, so, technically, it is 35 right now. Oh, well, that's awkward, because that is what his currently is as well. Um, that that, uh, that's what I'm checking. Um, well, first weapon stick could be higher, so, you know, maybe give him benefit of the doubt. Nope. I believe there it does tell you if it's uh, what, what to do in a tie. Yeah, I just have to find it. Isn't there a Skaven special rule that says they never win ties? <laughs> I don't remember. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, maybe it's under opposed tests. Oh, here we go. In the unlikely event there is still a tie, one of two things is determined by the GM occurs. There's a stalemate and nothing happens, or both parties re-roll until there's a winner. What do you want to do? You want to re-roll or keep it as a nothing happens? Um, re-rolls like that. Just re-rolls? No, okay. I, said, I was saying I don't like the re-rolls, but... Okay. Then... Um, even though it would probably be to my advantage to re-roll, but... Yeah, fuck it. Let's reroll. Okay. He fails by one. Hi. Speed by two. A good call, Firth. Is not only did yeah. he fail by one, but he scored a critical fumble. Oh, nice. Take that. And he rolls a 100. You completely mess up hitting one random ally in range using your rolled hits die to determine success. If that's not possible, you somehow hit yourself in the face and gain a stunned condition. Uh, well, he's not close enough to hit the other guy, so he uh, he hits himself in his attempt to uh, strike at you. Go ahead and roll damage, or what's the damage? Uh, he will take uh, eight damage total. Eight. To his body. He's looking really hurt, and he's completely dazed and confused, but he is still standing. And that leads us to the top of the round. Rottail charges in, and you see he has uh, unleashed his plague sensor, which he begins to swing around wildly. And you see that there is all sorts of green smoke billowing out of this thing and when it comes near you guys uh the the air is just filled with this choking fog uh firth and kessler you each need to take an endurance test please Ooh, critical Ooh. i guess is, is that a critical it's a not, it's not a critical. yeah technically it's not, a critical. not a critical yeah uh, but uh yeah it, again much like his spell you grit your teeth and fight on as it's it's burning your lungs whatever's inside this sensor uh, but then he comes charging in at you and actually attacks you. Make a uh, defensive roll, please. Uh-oh. I fail by three. He passes by two with a critical hit. Uh... It's going to be to your body. 
Uh, it's gonna kill me. Do I take? Do I? Do it, I? It, it'll. Again? It won't kill you. It'll down you. He'll take two criticals though. One from getting hit, um, and then one by getting dropped to zero. What happens if I succeed on this roll? Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna burn it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna stay alive. For... Are you gonna use resilience or fate point? Resilience. So okay. I can pick the outcome with that, right? You can choose the outcome. Yes. Yeah. I'll roll a one and succeed by five. Okay. Now you are still going to get the critical hit because he he passed his test. It's just you'll win the fight, so he won't hit you with the he won't score damage with the weapon. But let's look at the critical effect. Oh, is fate better then? Fate, you could just ignore all the damage. Oh, oh yeah. Where your body is it going to? The body. Maybe at minus twenty of the critical roll because you'd still be standing. Okay. I'll just, I'll, yeah. Yeah, up to you. I'll go with it. I called it, so let's just play it out the way I called it. So, so right. you want to do the resilience or the yeah. fate? The resilience. Okay. So you will take the critical hit then, which is going to be at minus 20 because you're still standing. So you rolled a 61 down to a 41. Wrenched collarbone. You'll take two automatic wounds. Uh-oh. Randomly select one arm. Drop whatever is held in hand. The arm is useless for 1d10 rounds. Randomly selected, huh? All right, so Firth, are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm Firth is right-handed. All right, roll a d10. Uh, five plus, your right hand is fucked up. I go? I'm sorry, six plus, not five plus. Mm. Five. Oh, so he hits you on the left side. Uh, you take the two wounds from the critical, and your arm is useless for nine rounds, and it hurts. Uh, you are very lucky. You figure you feel if this would actually hit you full force, you'd be splattered. I would be. The Skaven continue their attack. Firth, I'll need two more defensive rolls from the Plague Monk. Oh come on. Uh, he fails by one and fails by two. I haven't gained any advantage by chance, have I? Anything else? No, you would, you would have lost your advantage because you. Yeah. Uh... Okay, succeed the first one. Okay. Succeed the second one. There you go. All right. Lavolpe. Two defensive one. rolls, please. Actually, he's frenzied. I'll need three defensive rolls from you. Oh boy! All right. You can do it, Volpe. First one, he fails by. Five lots. I I got eleven, so I f I passed by four. You so rolled an eleven. Yeah, that's a crit. Crit. For Excellent. Sure. Remember, doubles of crits. Even on defensive. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Oh. Uh, that. that would be so. Go ahead and roll me a d100, please. Minus twenty. Minus twenty. Uh, 22. Okay, so... so it's not going to do a whole lot. Jarred arm, he takes a wound. Your arm is jarred in the attack. So he drops one of his weapons, which is good. Uh, high I'll or take... low, Volpe? Let's go at high. All right. You knock the weapon out of his hand that he did not attack with yet. Oh, my God. 
So you won't have to. You only have to make one more defensive roll because frenzy gives him an extra attack. So right. and then he's got two hand weapons. So you drop that one. So make one more defensive roll against the third and final attack, which he fails by two. Uh, I fail by three. Okay, so that means I'm gonna use a reroll. I'm gonna use a reroll. Oh, I okay. still have. I still got two left. I don't want to get hit by any of this shit, mother motherfucker. All right, I still fail by three. All right, so you are going to take eight damage to the left leg. Left leg, okay. And then we're up to the heroes. Uh, looks like the clan rats are finishing the barrels and nervously looking around to see if they should join the fight or run away. Rottail is screeching at them to get in here and help. Mort, you're next. Let's see if I can try to do some more damage against these plague monks. Kind of try to clear up this front line a little bit. Um, so I'll first talk with the one that Firth is fighting. Okay. See, I can get a decent roll here. Pass by four. He passes by two. Okay, so then I'll pass by two. So I'll I'll, so I'll get an extra shot. So I'll take one that also fighting uh, Lavolpe. So I'm sorry, Lavolpe and who? Firth. And Firth, the other one's fighting them. Okay. Um, and I'll, it's not going to do a whole lot of damage, unfortunately. But uh, it's going to do six damage to both of them in the right arm. Not nothing. And if they've been messed up already. They are still standing, but uh. they look ready to die. All right, uh, you do get another advantage though, and Lavolpe, you're next. Sorry, I'm sorry. I had two advantages that whole time. That's oh, actually, sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's actually um, going to be eight damage then. Oh, no, sure. Yeah, it's funny. I've got to my advantage. Did I, I mentioned that. Uh... And then I also hit the one that uh, that. Um... Oh, now we're hitting more guys. Okay. Well, it's actually it's actually well. <laughs> and dispel uh... reduces everyone to uh, zero wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's all right. That's fine. That's fine. I'll hit Rat Tail for. Um, uh, you will do no such thing, sir. How much damage? Eight damage then. Eight. Yeah. Uh, Rat Tail take takes a little bit and just kind of laughs at it. Uh, but you do kill the other two that you hit. Oh, thank goodness! All right. So Lavolpe, they were down to one health. Uh, before oh my that, God! So Lavolpe and Firth, lightning expertly arcs over your shoulders and strikes these guys and just fries them and they collapse to the ground. Earth is like, yes! Mort! <laughs> Mort! Lavolpe. Yes! Yeah, Lavolpe is definitely <laughs> very thankful. Uh, it's my turn. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna try and reload my pistol. Okay, give me a ballistic skill test. It's, so it's it's reload reload one. Which means you have to pass you have to at least get I, one success level on a ballistic okay. skill test. See that's strange that the crossbow's more. That's why I was confused. I thought it was like higher for A crossbow is uh, reload one as well. I thought it was reload two. Um yep. so I got uh three percent. So you pass. I pass by uh three degrees. Alright, you've reloaded. So you can shoot next turn. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Kessler. Mm, 
Scores a hit. Plague Monk is still going. And... Oh, no. Wait. Uh, no, the third Plague Monk is down. All the Plague Monks are dead. That leads us to Firth. So Firth has one health left. Uh, who's around him? Rot Tail. Oh, boy. All right. You're all getting up on him. I think you get, like, bonuses with that. Yeah. Here I go. Here he goes. 16 by 2. He passes by 3. Oh, no. All right. So nothing happens. So, yeah, you are not used to fighting a weapon like this. And it, um, it it's very um, confusing for you. Um, I have to see what these two things do that he has. Uh, I think it's only when he attacks. So you don't have to worry. Oh, you suffer a negative one success penalty, uh, success level when you defend against him. Okay. He has a thing called wrap on his weapon. But yeah, you're not like really sure. Like it looks like he's gonna hit you from one side, and it's like it's coming from another direction because it's on this. You know, it's basically a big flail that he's swinging around. Um, but he, you block, and he, and he uh, shouts it uh, at you. Obviously, more directed towards Lavolpe. Traitor! Never, never gonna stop the Skaven. And Rottail returns the favor. Die, die, man, thing. Succeed. Make a defensive roll. Uh, for me or yeah, you, me. Well, actually, before you do that, I need you to make an endurance test from the uh, the plague sensor. Um, and I will be in a negative one with the. No, that doesn't matter. <laughs> endurance is fine. All right, uh, and I'm in a negative one, or just it subtracts the success level. One. After the fact. Yeah, after the fact. He passed by two. Oh, I failed by two. So I failed by three, really. All right. So he is... Oh, boy. Earth so, is going down. A thought Firth. occurs. Oh, go ahead, you think, sorry. You're, you're getting hit, Firth. Mm -hmm. uh, you are going to take... This is to your left leg. Yeah. 15 damage. This drop him. For sure. That is going to be a critical roll. Uh, luckily, he rolls a 16. You get a twisted ankle. Agility tests suffer minus 10 for two rounds. Ooh, but you crash to the ground, and I will need you to make another endurance test, please, at minus uh, 10. Yeah, minus 10. Yeah, oh, I really failed. All right. You are going to gain two corruption points uh, when you get hit by this thing. Okay. So, so this massive spiked ball crashes into your leg and you just collapse to the ground. And when it hits you, aside from the pain of these spikes and the weight of the, the ball, you feel your leg just feels like it's on fire as you, you know, you're still, uh, you're conscious, you know, you're not totally passed out, but uh, yeah, you just can't do anything but scream in pain when this hits you. So I am well and truly above my, my um, 
threshold right now. Your corruption threshold? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to roll a corruption test here then. Or not a corruption test, but um, that's what you just did. All right. I'm going to roll to see if it is a mental or physical mutation. Yep. That is a 19, which is a physical mutation. All right, Firth, you feel like there are spikes all through your flesh, and it feels like something is trying to rip out of your body as you start to writhe in pain from whatever's happening. The Skaven, the clan rats seem emboldened by this, and the four remaining ones charge into the fight to help. Two on uh, Lavope and two on Kessler. Lavope, I'll need two defensive rolls, please. The first one fails by four. I'm sorry, by three, because he's charging. First one is 26, so I passed by... Okay, you're good. He failed. The next one passed by two. Oof. Uh, I'm going to re-roll. Keeping in mind your advantage, too, right? I... mm... I have one advantage from last round. Well, I don't you should think have another I, one I right think... now. You just you just passed a test. Oh, I thought you could only gain one per round. All right. Oh no. Oh no. Um. Okay. So then that puts me at so fifty-seven turns to a thirty-seven. Uh. So I pass by two. Okay, he passed by two as well. What is your weapon skill? Weapon skill. Just straight up. Fifty. All right, you beat him. So I'm right. capped at three now. Yes. Got it. Nice. Well done. Uh, Kessler blocks the first and easily blocks the second, despite their charging advantage. Uh, they're not doing too hot, and even with the outnumbering, um, they've got some some backbone again, but that doesn't seem to really do much. Uh, Fur or Mort. Firth is down, writhing in pain. Rottail seems uh, pleased at that, and now Lavolpe and Kessler are fighting two guys each. There's four clan rats and Rottail. All right. Yes. Well, let's try to clear out the small guy. So I'll try to clear out the clan rats. So I'll take a shot at one of the clan rats fighting Lavolpe with uh, my, my bolt spell. And I got my advantage. Let's not forget it this time. So pass by three. You can add another three to that as he fails oh, his nice. test. So that means I can hit three of the clan rats. So I'll hit the two fighting Lavolpe and one fighting Kessler. Um, at, Epic. At each one, they're going to do 10 damage. I love all it right. More. Not enough to kill them, but okay. they all get struck fairly hard and get distracted by that. Uh, and you will burn their advantage from, uh, uh, you know, they charged. So that's helpful. Okay. Um, Lavope, you're next. Oh, wow. Turns are faster. All right. Uh, I will attempt to uh, fight off one of the clan rats. Whichever one has right. less health. Uh, they both got hit at the exact same time, so. All right. So it's about uh, the same. They, um, this guy passed by three. All right. 22, which is a critical, right? Because it's doubles. Yes. Yes. Um, there you go. 
Oh man, we almost had two criticals here. This guy rolled a two percent. Holy shit! <laughs> All right. So, um, what you pass that by? That translates to. Well, am I getting? I'm getting some negative modifiers from my arm being messed up. I'm imagining. I think it's negative twenty for offhand. So I pass by. That would negate, make it only plus one. So pass by four. Okay. Um, uh, he, he passed by three. Okay. Passed by four. So that would be t -t -t three and. So first off, be 22. That would be his t -t -t left, left arm. arm. Okay. Strength three and four, seven plus uh, the one, uh, eight. Okay. Eight damage. All right. Well, that will be enough to kill the clan rat. They do it. And obviously have the critical hit, which will do even more damage. So you slice his arm clean off. He dies a horrible death, squealing in the mud. Oh no, man, think why? <laughs> uh, Kessler. Ooh. Rolls really, really well. And, uh, he doesn't kill the Skaven outright, but man, he gets a good hit on one of them. And Firth, not a whole lot you can do down there as you are writhing in pain. Basically, at this point, you can just crawl. Try to crawl away through the pain. Yeah, yeah, he will. All right. Your throat feels okay, though. Top of the round. Does it? Or can I just not tell because I'm in so much <laughs> other pain? You see uh, Rottail, uh he looks at uh, at you, uh, LaVolpe, and uh, you can see he does not look happy about your backstabbing. We meet again. Once more, man thing. You'll pay. City will be ours. <laughs> and he turns tail and runs. That bastard, I knew he was going to do that. The clan rats look a little disheartened at this. Uh, and <laughs> uh, one of them scores a hit on Kessler, but another one rolls a one and critically fumbles. Uh, hitting himself in the face, much like the other one did. Uh, the other one does score a hit on Kessler, but it's not much. And that's going to bring us back to Mort. Was he engaged in melee when he when he ran away, or no? No, because he was fighting Firth. And Firth is I was, uh, I was down at his feet. Shame. Uh, I'm going to try to take a shot at him as he runs. It's a goddamn shame. Okay. I mean, hopefully I can <laughs> break his legs. Uh, pass by two. He rolled oh, a thirteen great. and mm. passed by a lot okay. more than two. Oh, shifty little Alright. Um can I can I still move after casting? Sure. Um I'll try to start chasing after him. Alright. He's like on the opposite side of the fight from you at this point. He's running the opposite direction, so I, I, yeah, I mean elves are faster than humans and I got range, so maybe I can get another shot or two at him like try to keep up with him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Lavolpe. Uh, I'm gonna... my, my run speed is 20, or my walk speed is 10, if that matters. Your movement is 5, right? Yeah, yeah, base okay. 5. That's all I need to know. All right. Uh, Lavolpe. 
I'm going to continue fighting that uh, last clan rat that I'm engaged with. Okay. Um, so I got a 46, which makes that at a 36. I uh, passed by two. All right, that's a hit. All right. So uh, that's seven, eight damage. Okay. Well, thanks to Mort's damage from previous, that will drop that Skaven as well. Uh, leaving just the two fighting Kessler. Yep, and will, Kessler... Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, scores a hit, and uh, he doesn't drop that one, but the, the one that he's hurt is, is looking pretty, pretty messed up. Mort, go ahead and give me an athletics check to see if you can catch up to Rot Tail or not. The crippled old Skaven running away. Three. All right. Uh, you have learned nothing if that the Skaven are quite fast, and it seems uh, when the Muscafear is in the air, the Skaven are in full flight mode, and Rottail is no exception. And he darts around uh, like a, some some rocks further up the shoreline, and you lose sight of him as he scurries somewhere out of your line of sight. Okay. Well, then in that case, I'll try to shoot some of the clown rats that are still around. There's two there's... left. All right, there's a... I'll shoot the one uh, fighting after uh, Matthias. There's no one trying to dispel your spells either. As the... Ah, well, they're dead. Oh, critical! <laughs> An 11! Wow. Uh, so well, anything that's still alive is going to take. <laughs> Matt, would you like to describe how the two clan rats die as um, their boss leaves them behind? <laughs> well, they each get hit um, at least twice, right? So, okay. and in the head, uh, no, sorry, in the left arm, right? So it's going to mm -hmm. basically, I'm going to shoot a bolt at either of their arms. They get both to get the bolt in the arms, and then basically the arms come flying off, right? So both, both their arms come popping off on either side. <laughs> and uh, and I more giggles and laughs as they writhe in pain with no arms and bleed out and die. Wow. Yeah. Fuck those guys. They collapse to the ground, screeching in pain. And the dust settles. You all take stock of what's happened. The ground is fizzling where the barrels and their contents landed on the ground. And you can't obviously see the colors in the, the water, but you can tell whatever they put in there was some nasty stuff. However, of more importance is your companion writhing on the ground. As this fight finished, Firth, the pain racking your body and running through your limbs is unbearable. And to everyone's horror, you see as these long, bony protrusions begin to rip through parts of Firth's skin. You see one from each end of his elbows as if the bones in his arms are extending outwards and ripping through the flesh. And you see more starting to pop through his, uh, basically along the trail of his spine, as it looks like the bones in his spine are sharpening 
and making him hunch over as he's kind of almost curled up in a fetal position as he's writhing on the ground in pain like this. Firth, you've never experienced anything quite like this as your flesh is just tearing. And you all witness the horror as you see Firth begin to mute, uh, develop a mutation right before your eyes. There's a long silence as you all stand there watching this. You are all still able to communicate you as well, Firth, between the, the grunts of pain and uh, as you're kind of bleeding out and kind of fading in and out of con consciousness, but you, also, you are still coherent enough to speak. Does anyone do or say anything? What do I see Kessler doing? There is a look on Kessler's face that you have never seen before. It Not looks like, like a reaching mixture. for his gun, is he? It looks like a mixture of sadness, anger, frustration, and disappointment. And he is reloading his pistol. Uh, Lavope, uh, at, can we bring him to the sisters? Are, are you asking Kessler or? I'm I'm shouting to the group. I'm like, you know, I go over to try and like, you know, attempt to do like a heal check on him to see if I can heal some of his bleeding. Okay, give me a heal test, please. All right. Uh, I fail. I will use my last reroll. So I got 30%, so it means I pass by two. And it's a 10, so it's a critical, right? Doubles are, Double, critical. doubles are criticals, unless Only you have certain one. items or weapons oh, that no. do it on a 10. Yeah. yeah. You rush to your companion's side and begin doing whatever you can. And while you are able to stop some of the bleeding from the wound in his leg, uh, these spikes continue to grow. And the look of pain and anguish in Firth's face is unlike anything you've ever seen, probably in anyone, let alone in, in his eyes. And you know that he's generally a pretty tough guy. Uh, I'm going to rush over next to Kessler and just try to, like, grab, grab the pistol in his hand and, like, shake, shake my head as I, you know, try to grab the pistol. They're like, don't do it. You, you grab his his hand. Uh, to your I, surprise, I'm not, I'm not being like forceful. I mean, like like kind of gentle about sure, it. Sure. Yeah. 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 You you put your hand on his uh, as he's kind of reloading the pistol, and you know, to your surprise, he doesn't like lash out or anything, but just very morbidly responds. There is no other way, Mort. There is no coming back from this. There's always a way if you try hard enough. Firth, do you say anything during this? Uh, he's going to scream in agony and say, do it. Do it quickly while I'm still here.
Kessler walks over to stand next to you, LaVolpe, as you're kind of kneeling over Firth. And he puts his hand on your shoulder. I'm sorry, but there is no other way. In distress, you just know what he's saying. Give him a chance. We can't even try taking him to the sisters? He could be a gibbering mess by the time we get there. But there's a chance he couldn't be. Chaos works in strange ways. We don't know what's going to happen. We might be able to overcome this. Don't give up so quickly. He turns to you, Mort. I know exactly how this ends, Mort. I've seen it for ten years of my life. Once the touch of chaos takes hold, there is no going back. Would you rather watch him turn into an abomination and turn on us? How are you so certain? Surely you've seen crazy and mysterious things happen. Who's to say exactly how it'll turn out? You're assuming he'll turn into abomination. We don't know. Whatever's happening is still happening. I do know, Mort. It's only going to get worse. You see that he's finished reloading the pistol at this point. Earth will stay. I'm fading. I can feel it. I can feel it. To it now while I'm still here. Kessler kneels down at your side, uh, kind of next to you, Volpe, and, you know, he, with his left hand that is open, uh, he kind of, like, grabs your hand, kind of like the, you know, the predator handshake sort of thing, and he looks you straight in the eye, Firth. I will make them pay for this. I swear it on my life and on Sigmar. And you see that he begins to put the gun to Firth's head. What a deep sigh, and I don't stop. Stop him. Firth, wherever you go, good luck. We'll make them pay for it. No, you will. You can feel Kessler's grip tighten on your hand, Firth, and as he pulls back the hammer of the pistol, he says, Goodbye, my friend. And he pulls the trigger, and a loud crack echoes down the riverside. Firth falls to the ground. And that is where we'll end tonight's session. So, sorry that this one took a little bit longer than usual, folks, but all good things must come to an end. Unfortunately, we are not only going to be saying goodbye to Firth, but to our good friend Brian as well as he is no longer going to be partaking in the adventures of the Geists. Brian, it has been absolutely wonderful to have you here on the show with us every week. 
and I think 36 episodes in a row pretty much for your first RPG is uh, a pretty damn good run. Thank you. I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say to your companions or our listeners? Uh, well, th yeah, thanks for putting up with my mediocre role-playing. Uh, the par role-playing, but... Uh, uh, nonsense. For a, a first-time player, it was quite good. I, I have enjoyed it, I have to say. It's been really great. And, you know, if, if um, kind of my work-life ratio was not becoming what it's becoming right now i think i would still be hanging on for at least a while longer i know that but uh, unfortunately uh the pressures are just kind of mounting here so i've got to take a breather um and attend to my attend to my stuff here but uh i've loved it i've absolutely loved it and uh thank you guys gentlemen is there anything you'd like to say I, I am both in shock in character and in real life. I, I didn't know you're uh, dropping we're gonna, off. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss yeah. you. Good, good plan, Brian. Good, good. Yeah, no, I've loved it, guys. I appreciate you uh, carrying me a bit. But yeah, no, it's been it's been good. It's been really good. We carried each other. I'm taking your boat hook. Yeah, take, please take the boat hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Skullcrusher 2.0. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been awesome to uh, be able to play something consistently for such a long time. It's been a, a pretty good streak considering our, our gaming history in the past. So uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. It's been It's been really awesome. Thank you. I really, I mean, yeah. Kind of blown away like when we were every i know i said it like every week where i was like 31 episodes 32 episodes i can't believe it you know but uh it does it does it's incredible to me well thank you once again and we are definitely going to miss you here on the show thank you yeah i'll be i'll miss being part of it i'm, I'm really uh sad by it but it's unfortunately nothing i can do about it at this point well, I'm sure there'll be opportunities in the future to uh, to come yeah. back as, Once uh, things as level we out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So, unfortunately, listeners and fellow players, we must bid farewell to our good friend and apprentice witch hunter. Uh, but all is not lost, uh, as with a loss comes an addition to the group. So we have a very special secret guest who will be joining the group permanently next week. So thank you all so much for joining us here on our extra long episode as we bid farewell to Firth and Brian and welcome another member to the Gallows Geists. Be sure to tune in next week to find out who it is and see if the Geists can extract some revenge for their lost companion. Good night.